Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome to Street Champs. Quick shout out to our sponsors, Rocky Mountain Blaze. Mention Street Champs at Rocky Mountain Blaze and get 5% off your entire order. Yeah. All right, tonight we got SoCo Dripco in the house tonight. Sir. How you doing today, bro? How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. What about you? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. Of course, bro. I like what you got going on over here. Hell yeah. I like what you have going on at your place, bro. (laughs) I appreciate that. Thank you. Hell yeah. So um, tell the people a little bit about yourself. So my name is Josiah Williams. Um, I'm the owner of SoCo Dripco downtown Pueblo. Off Fifth Street, um, a lot of you guys been there. It's also the word is still getting out. It's a hype store, so we have like all the bait, Belone, Supreme, Antisocial, and of course all the retros, SBs, Dunks, and stuff like that. So it's a pretty dope little store we have over there. Um, it's one of the first ones down here in Southern Colorado, especially Pueblo, um, and it's it's dope. I mean, I like what we have going. A lot of people like it, and something that kind of brought to the city that I think has been good so far. So, Hell yeah, much needed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely was bro. for sure. It's dope though. Mm-hmm. When did that? When did you guys start uh, that that storefront? Um, we opened it. I would say probably like four, five months ago. I'd say about now. Mm-hmm. About five months ago. At first, we kind of started it. Um, it's like a hobby. It was from we're initially from Portland, Oregon. So mm-hmm. that's obviously the home of Nike. Yeah, everything like that's a culture out there. Like shoes, clothes, like all that hype stuff. Mm-hmm. That's just like secondhand out there. Like everybody has retros. You go to any mall, anything, grandmas, moms, aunties, everybody has really those type of retros on there, all everywhere. So the thing is, is we <laughs> moved out here. Um, I moved out here like two years ago, and so I initially moved out here for the Olympic Training Center. I wrestled with the USA team and whatnot, and so that's what initially brought me out to Colorado, and then came down here, finished my degree and whatnot, and I've always been into shoes, clothes, and hype wear, and I noticed there was, like, nothing down here really. Like, anything, you had to go further up north to kind of get anything like that, you know what I mean? And everybody down here, you would be surprised, but there's a lot of people down here that are sneakerheads, love shoes, and that type of stuff. That's just like, dude, we end up kind of, like I said, start off, started off as a hobby and then kind of just turned to like, oh, shoot, this is actually dope. And it turned out to something pretty good. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'd say, I'd say about five months ago is when we opened it and when we kind of just made our way out here and stuff. So, hell yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you grew up in, uh, Oregon, you said Portland, Oregon, Portland, Oregon. Portland Oregon. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yes, tell, sir. tell me a little bit about your life growing up. What were you like? Portland, Oregon. I'm Portland, Portland, Oregon. Gosh. Um, Portland, Oregon. Um, I grew up there my whole life, really. I was born and raised there. I moved out here, like I said, probably three years ago, I think it was. Moved out here to Colorado. And um, over there, like I said, as far as just like the sneakers and the hype or anything like that, dude, it was like a culture out there. So I grew up literally. I mean, I remember I started hustling, flipping shoes when I was in eighth grade, dang near. I was my first pair of shoes. I'll make a little bit of money off this one, blah, blah, blah. And kind of obviously went up from there. But that was the thing that was just like, you did that there, like shoes and clothes, that stuff was just so relevant there. Like it was something that everybody didn't had. But um, growing up, I played sports my whole life too. I um, I played football and wrestled my whole life growing up. And like I said, realistically, that's what brought me out here to Colorado was wrestling. And I also played football up at the college and whatnot too. But wrestling is what brought me out here to Colorado. It's brought me all over the world and I love that. Hell yeah. It's a love-hate relationship with the rest of it, I'll tell you that. But um, it brought me out of Colorado and um, pretty much brought me out to what I'm doing now. I mean, I've met so many cool people in the, like, just throughout, I mean, from everywhere through the sport of wrestling. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, realistically, like I said, as far as, like, growing up out there, as far as, like, the streetwear, clothes and stuff, 
a lot. I mean, it's everywhere out there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then when I came out here, it was kind of even like a shock a little bit because, like, you go somewhere, you don't see a lot of people wearing that type of stuff. You do certain places, certain times, but it's not like every day you just walk and see someone wearing retros or some type of hype wear. You know what I mean? You don't really see that a lot. So it's kind of like, whoa. And then, like, of course, you run into your people that do and whatnot. But definitely come moving out here from somewhere like that, the home of Nike, Back home in Oregon, it's it was definitely like, oh gosh, these people are a little bit catching up to do compared to Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I would say Colorado is definitely kind of late on the uh, the hype wear. Yeah, I never heard that term before actually yeah. until now. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> hype wear. Yeah, they did hype wear. Like I said, they um, the, the the thing is, it's definitely growing out here. I mean, one day at a time, it's growing. Especially from where we started with our store to where we're at now, we've grew. Like, I mean, the amount of like people and the community stuff that know about it now and that are wearing cool shoes and stuff like that clothes and stuff like that i mean it's just growing every single day starting up i mean of course up in denver shout out to also all the sneaker shots up there sneaker shops up there they have some dope ones up there go check them out um culture street vices and all, I mean, like all those places up there but mm-hmm. those are up in bigger cities you know what i mean when you start moving down further south does not really mean you run into now there's also one at um it's in the citadel mall i believe it's um Hype on site, pretty dope. I just actually stopped by there yesterday. Shout out to Hype on site too. All you guys up there doing your thing, it's dope. And like I said, moving your way more down south, we were the first ones down here, and now we're in Pueblo, Colorado. You know what I mean? So it's definitely growing and growing and getting bigger. I mean, we have people come from New Mexico. I mean, all over to come down. Lahana, is that you say? Or is it Lou? I think it's Lahana. Lahana. Yeah. If I said it wrong, please sorry, forgive me. But <laughs> let me know in the comments. Yeah, <laughs> let me know. Uh, down there, like people every day, we had someone come today from like always are coming down. And like I said, compared to coming from New Mexico or somewhere like that, you got to drive four hours to get up to Denver to go into somewhere like that. So now it's also like we have a lot of people coming down, driving only 45 minutes an hour, hour and a half to come down to our store. You know what I mean? So it's definitely growing and spreading and it's definitely getting bigger. Like mm-hmm. I said, the hype where and that kind of just image out here and that stuff it's getting bigger and i think it's dope and i like that we're also helping to be part of that you know what i mean especially oh yeah where we come from it's a huge thing out there so hell yeah yeah um how old are you i just turned well actually no, i always say just turned but i'm 23 so in six i'm half six months i guess i turned 23 so five six months i turned 24 but i'm 23 years old hell yeah i'm 24 yeah, so 24 mm-hmm. oh yeah so we're in same era. We always talk <laughs> crap on our era. I don't know why, but no, it's a golden era. It's it's, it's, it's the greatest era. <laughs> oh yeah. But um, so you've been into uh, hype wear your whole life, basically. For the most part, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, realistically, um, this stuff is expensive. You know what I mean? But it's definitely something I've always, even like growing up, I've always had a kind of like a desire, like an eye for fashion. I've always grown up, like even in high school. Middle school, I always would make my own jeans, make my own shirts, make my own, I mean, put outfits together. Like, I would always do that. Mm-hmm. Middle school, high school. I mean, I'm over, I still, till this day, I'll sit here and mess around and cut shirts in half, sew them back together, jeans, paint on them, paint shoes, just whatever. Like I said, I've always loved, like, kind of just like that fashion side of the world that kind of like this was kind of my way of kind of to enter it. I mean, I don't necessarily design clothes or anything like that. I could. And it's something that I think would kind of be cool. But as far as like just that fashion, war, like fashion world, like that whole thing, it's it's dope. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like how like just like this, the hype wear that I'm talking about, there's so much like especially the ones that have so much art behind it. You know what I mean? There's so much history behind every single shoe. And like there's a meaning behind pretty much every single shoe that it's like when you really get to like 
know or like not get to know but like when you figure out like the history behind this shoe or that shoe you know what i mean it's like dope it's like oh dang there's actually like a piece of history behind the shoe you know what i mean to mm-hmm. where it's like it's just the whole that whole the whole aspect of it's dope as far as like i said that hype where it's shoes clothes scene it's dope and i've always been into fashion so it kind of just kind of played hand in hand mm-hmm. so who's some of your um uh, uh i would say like fashion inspirations or design inspirations see as far as my that's hard um i really like virgil off-white he's dope i like i like the stuff that he makes and he has a really creative mind i'm not saying everything he does is dope because he has some stuff i'm like what the heck but for the most part he's probably one of the ones that i mean yeah he's probably one of the ones i think are i mean he's up there i like i like virgil off white he does really good with this stuff it's always different you know what i mean and i've always been kind of different honestly um i like different stuff i wore different stuff to where people like i go shoot you know what i mean where if i like it i'm gonna wear it you know Mm -hmm. what i mean so um i definitely think virgil i just love how he kind of he can when he gets a hand his hand on something and what he twists and turns it to it's always usually dope because he just always has like that different kind of mind like he'll get I mean, just anything, really, and all the stuff he makes, it's dope. So I think probably Virgil is probably the one that I would say is probably the best up there right now, at least for me. Yeah. So. Hell yeah. I think yeah. I think a lot of people look up to him right now. Yeah. Yeah. He's have dope. you seen his new fitteds? No, I have. Actually, I have. See, that's one thing, too. Also, a lot of people have been talking about we should get fitteds in the store. We've been debating it on it. And whatnot. I've never been a big hat guy. Truly, mm-hmm. I mean, you see these beautiful curls. Like, I'm just <laughs> kidding. But I've always had, like, even young, I've always had long hair, like curly hair. And, like, even still, I've had just like enough hair to where I've always like I feel like when I throw on hats I'm like oh my gosh I don't need to be wearing a hat like I've never really been into hats too much but I kind of been starting to getting into them and they're dope you know what I mean but I have not seen his new fitteds that he's had I haven't really been into hats long enough for it yet they have like ow oh my bad bro I just brought a rep here just for to bite you (laughs) no they have like bullet holes in them or like they look like holes or something it's kind of weird. Really? Yeah. No, I haven't seen Let's check them out. ZZ, get the fuck out of here. ZZ. Trying to make her 15 minutes of fame guest appearance. But Too I'll, fast for you. That's funny. How funny. Um, so, um, fuck. Damn, I hate when she comes up here. She just fucking distracts me all crazy. But, um, so, in this short, you said five months. Yeah. Um, you say, like, every single day you see more people kind of... Like making the conscious effort to learn yeah. more about yeah. like hype wear and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's definitely from where, like I said, the first month till now, like I said, we get every single day we get new people. And so sort of like, oh, it's my first time in the store. Oh, I just heard about you guys. Or you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like it's definitely spreading. And as well as, like I said, a lot of people come in. And like I said, people will come in. We'll hang. Like we're not in there just like we come in. You can hang out. We'll talk to you if you have a question about anything. Like we're sitting there. We'll hang out with people. Like it's a dope environment. Kind of also something dope for the community as well. Oh gosh. So um, you run this business with your brother, right? Yeah. So me and my brother, he unfortunately wasn't able to be here tonight. He had to take care of some other stuff. He had other businesses and stuff we have and run, and um, he wasn't able to make it. But me and my brother, we um, we both own that store and. Um, it's dope. Oh, yeah. I mean, really, I love doing business with my brother. He's always been my best friend. Like growing up, we've always—I mean, he—he um, 
he's all in like he's been like I have a very very great dad love my dad but my brother's also been like a second dad not in that aspect but second dad in the aspect like of course your brother relationship is different than your parent relationship you know what I mean and he's all he's helped me out with a lot in life he's helped guide me ways he's helped me show me right from wrong he's always been like a go-getter type to where he coming he's made me step out of my comfort zone sometimes so where it's like oh shoot but like I said always we make it out to be what it needs to be you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and um he definitely, like I said, he's always been like kind of like a second. I like to say I have an amazing dad, not in that part, but just another part. He's always been like a second, like father figure to me, and that's because he's just we've through since we've been kids been like this. You know what I mean? Like together yeah. from every fishing, hunting. I mean, going to the store, playing games, video games. I mean, everything we've ever done, we've always been near done together. So, um, oh yeah, that's yeah, really we nice. him do that together, and so it's dope that we're being able to. Uh, kind of do something like what we're doing together and making a dope like bad leads a positive impact mm-hmm. as far as or at least trying to in the community you know what i mean and bringing something here that hasn't been here before so mm-hmm. yeah. how, how old is he he's actually he's gonna hate me for this what do you guys everybody thinks he's people actually typically think i'm older why i have no clue we are actually seven years apart he's 30 years old oh really yeah so He's 30 years old. Um, he's punching the air yeah. right now. Like, <laughs> exactly. Oh, why would you say Dang that? It. No, he's really 25. I'm just kidding. No, he's uh, he's 30 years old. He just turned 30. Um, he's definitely quite older than me, um, like seven years. But a lot of people, anytime we go anywhere, they're always, oh, we have some people like, oh, my gosh, you guys look like twins. And we have other people that are like, oh, you guys look nothing alike. And then we have people like, oh, you look older. And I'm, I look older, and he's the younger one. It's like, wait, what? Where is this coming from, dude? But, yeah, he's definitely, he's older than me. He's 30 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. So. Um yeah, shout out him man. Wish wish you could have made it. Yeah, me too. It. Maybe another time. Oh yeah, exactly another time. Hell yeah. It. For sure. Um So you guys have always been pretty close. Did you uh, grow up with both parents? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Both parents. We grew up with both parents and um we also have a super dope close relationship with our parents. I mean, our dad as well talking about shoe game. He's the one that got us on the shoes to be completely oh, really? honest. He I remember growing up in the thing. That's also where, like, my dad, he always, like, a lot of people kind of get caught around the hype and only wear, like, what's cool or what people think is cool. My dad, growing up, always bought and wore what he liked. No matter what. Like, my dad, I remember seeing closets full of 50-plus pair of shoes growing up. You know what I mean? He had every single shoe you could think of. I mean, it didn't matter if it was Jordans. He didn't matter if it was Adidas, K-Swiss. I mean, anything. New Balance always had dope shoes and that's one thing that i mean i mean of course it's your pops you're like oh shoot he always had shoes you love shoes you always for your birthday or christmas dad has shoes you want shoes you know what i mean mm-hmm. hell i'll definitely give him credit in the aspect of he's the one that really probably got us on the shoes really um put the credit where it's due but he's really <laughs> he's the one that kind of i mean got us in the shoes he for i mean sure. even now till this day i mean this guy and he that the worst part is oh, i hate it because shoes are meant to be worn like check these out travis scott's on boom oh that's dope a foot- like i'll crease these shoes you know what i mean like check this out a lot of people won't do this but look at this holy like, shit expensive shoes but shoes are meant to be worn dude my dad it's a controversial shoe right now bro yeah uh, i know it is controversial. <laughs> i mean put that back. Actually, forget the, i'm just kidding but um that's why i crunched it i'm just kidding but um that's a hard topic honestly it's it's hard where people put it but um but my dad like i was saying he has so much heat i mean he has a lot of shoes and he will not wear those things out he wears like two three pairs of shoes he'll rotate just and he will not wear his shoes why i don't know it bothers me and he'll buy every shoe though he wants them he wants them, and he just puts them as a collection item 
but he'll never wear the shoes. Why? It's not even that I think he's not like he's all worried about get worried about getting them dirty or not, but he doesn't wear his shoes and yeah, he bothers me. It's like, gosh dang it, dad, because he has closets full of shoes. Brand new, I mean, a lot of shoes and doesn't ever wear them. It's probably going to pass them down to you, bro. Oh, yeah, you, right. He's going to take those with him. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to think is, is in our store getting like Bigfoot like sizes, like 12 and up, 13. We can get them, but it's not as easy as getting like the common size. You know what I mean? That they probably don't produce as many or bigger sizes or whatever way it does trickle mm-hmm. down to. It's not easier getting bigger sizes. I've been, I mean, every time we go back home, we try to buy, like, Dad, let us buy the ones you don't want his because he wears a size 13, mm. bigger foot, where he has all, like, the money size for, like, I mean, shoes that are heat, dead suck, never worn to sit and collected dust, and he does not want sell them to us, want nothing. Like, nope, just likes to look at him, I guess. I don't know. I never got it, but. <laughs> no, I bet maybe one day that's going to be the family heirloom, like his yeah. sneaker collection. I mean, realistically, yeah. I yeah. Think at some point, but. I mean, shoot, even mm-hmm. I mean, at that point, I'm still just going to keep them in the closet. I won't be able to I just display those things. But mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, he has a lot of shoes. Like I said, he's really the one that probably got us into this. He, um, I mean, he's had, I mean, he would have like Fat Farm shoes. Like, you remember Fat Farm? Yeah. Uh, no, 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 not Fat Farm. Um, Fat Albert. Fat Albert. Why I say I, Fat Farm? I know Fat Albert. Yeah. I don't know what Fat Farm is. Fat Farm is actually a brand, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. I don't know. Oh, Scratch no. that. Fat <laughs> Albert is what I meant. He had like sh- shoes where he had like, um, what's his name? Muck, muck what's Muckmouth? Muckmouth. Yeah, yeah, that guy. yeah, yeah. yeah. He had, like, I mean, he's on the side, Fat Albert. <laughs> All those shoes where you see those shoes and you see someone wearing that, you're like, dude, what the heck? What are you wearing? Yeah. But he would wear them all the time. He loved them. I mean, I remember those were the main ones that stuck out to me as a kid because I loved that. But he, um, he had, I mean, just everything he liked, any shoe he liked, you get whether it was dope to someone else or the world or whatever it is. Like I said, a lot of people get caught up, like, oh, it's not cool, I won't wear it, or like, oh, if it's not this, I'm not. He, whatever he liked, he wore. And mm-hmm. I remember, like I said, he had so many shoes growing up. Oh, yeah, is and, he still in uh, Oregon? Yeah, they still live out in Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um, only me and my brother live out here, as far as I mean, we have our other brothers and stuff like that, but um, we were the two like that initially moved out here. And then we had like family follow and stuff like that. And but yeah. as far as our parents have to live out there. How many brothers do you have? Or um, we have quite a bit. Well, the thing is, we have like when I say at this point, like we have. When the thing is, how we put it, it's like if you are you're our brother. You know, if it's like family, whether it's like literal. Mm. You know what I mean? Like to where if it might not actually be same mom, same dad. But you're our brother, you know what I mean, to where it's family, to where pretty much we have, I would say, like, three other brothers and one sister. So three other brothers, one sister. Um, they actually both, they live out here um, for the most part. And like I said, those are people, like, whether my parents, like, adopted in or we took care of, whatever it was, like I said, those are, like I said, when those are my brothers, you know what I mean? So I guess three Hell yeah. other ones and one sister. For so, sure. Yeah. Hell yeah. Are, are all the um, are they involved in the family business at all? Oh uh, yeah, they either have their own businesses. Um, like I said, so my brother owns a construction business. Our two other brothers run um, that help my brother run that construction business, and my our other brother I have also a car lot out here. Me and my business partner, and he helps me with cars. He's always been in the cars and whatnot. He also kind of has his own little business stuff he does. But um, we're also looking in. We're about to open up another business stuff like that. And he just kind of got out here not too long ago, but. Um, he uh, helps me out. Like, we all help each other out with stuff, get people working. So we're all involved. Like, we have businesses, and we're all involved. We keep our family involved to where 
like we just want everybody to be successful really especially oh, yeah. people within our family and whatnot so mm-hmm. yeah so yeah they're all pretty much involved involved in the business some way somehow you know yeah. what i mean so the entrepreneur spirit, spirit exactly, is, in the, exactly. is in the fam yeah oh yeah big time so story about that actually my grandpa crazy story so he beat a lot of odds let's just say so my grandpa he didn't come at all from a wealthy family at all very poor and he had my mom at 13 years old oh wow he was pretty much he was on his own at that point had my mom single dad at 13 years old um and he was actually one of the first dudes in oregon to win custody over their child like he this dude is insane but my mom said she remembers my grandpa literally when i say no joke he would go and he just was a hustler he would go and buy donuts from the store and go to every single like shop that's like whatever shops like whether it's machine shop foundry whatever buying for 25 cents selling to everybody for 50 cents he would go buy windmills from the stores go from house to house push uh, pushing my mom in a stroller buying them for five cents selling them for 25 cents you know what i mean he just was a straight hustler my mom said she remembers remembers when she was younger he was doing that like he was a straight hustler and now he owns three multi-million dollar businesses and put in this perspective have my mom single dad 13 years old didn't finish eighth grade and runs probably three multi-million dollar businesses. This man's a very, very successful man, and it's all been off hard work and determination. The man didn't finish wow. eighth grade. That's how the time the man still wants me to read this email for me, and it's like, oh, you want me to read the email for you, pops? You know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah. he, um, he, like I said, he literally didn't finish eighth grade, but he, when I say he was a hustler, he's a, he's a hustler. He just was a, he's a businessman. Like I said, he owns a back home. He owns Portland manufacturing, Portland foundry, and then Portland commercial finishing. He owns Portland industrial services. Like he did. And he's just always been a hustler to where that's one thing we've seen growing up. And also as well as like, it's just kind of in the blood. Like a lot of people, a lot of that hustle, it's just kind of like, not really something you can teach really. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not necessarily something like a lot of people want to hustle. And a lot of people want to, do something but a lot of it's kind of it's in you or not it's like some people have dog in them some don't you know what i mean it's just it's either in you or it's not you know what i mean and he definitely my grandpa was when i say a hustler he was he's a hustler hell yeah like he's very successful and he had all the odds against him you know what i mean and even a lot of people think like he's like but he's the type of he's like you get it on your own like you better get it figured out like a like him like he truly He's a very successful person, successful person, and he did it all on his own. You know what I mean? And he also he does real estate, owns a bunch of houses. Like he's a very successful person, but till they say he's not, he's not not a handout. He want like if you want anything, you work for it. Cause he, I mean, that's the way he was raised, and that's how he did it. Everything he has now, he worked for. You know what I mean? So it don't matter. You know, typically, you think, oh, Papa, like let me let, let me get a hundred bucks. You know what I mean? Well, come down, you better come work 10 hours worth of work. And yeah. to, like, he will not hand in. The thing is, you remember, I remember, like, being younger and stuff. We'd be like, man, you'd always, oh, he has so much money. Like, why can't you? You know what I mean? Like, oh, I just want 100 bucks or something. And you you would tell you, no, you better, you have to come work for it. And you literally, it wasn't no, like, oh, yeah, come down where you get. No, you actually work. You put the time down Busting with time you work for it. Exactly. And then you'll get the money. And he... I mean, he was like that, you know what I mean? And when you're younger, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this sucks. But now I can't thank him enough because he, till this day, taught us so much, like, in that aspect of, like, you work, what you work for is what you get. You know what I mean? As hard as you work, as hard as you're going to get. You know, whatever you put in is what you're going to get out of it. And if you want anything, you have to work hard because the next person wants the same thing. You know what I mean? And you're going to have to work harder than the next person to be that because then you're also going to have that person 
next to you that's going to work just as hard to try to be you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. not everybody can be at top and the simplest dumbest thing that people say if it was easy everybody would do it and that's the most like it's true like everyone wants to be a millionaire or successful or do this be in the nfl nba but there's that certain amount of people that really do it and that comes with a lot of hard work and effort you know what i mean and that's mm-hmm. one thing like i said i know for sure we learned from my grandpa i think until this day that he definitely taught us like anything you want, like I said, you got to work for it. So everything we have now, whatever, we literally built from the ground up. No handouts or nothing. It was completely from the ground up. We made it happen. You know what I mean? So, um, oh, yeah, man, it's very honorable. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's true. Um, <clears throat> most people want to, most people want to be successful. They just look at other people's highlights. Mm-hmm. They're not looking at the background story of the sleepless nights. Not at all. You know, all the, all the hard work that went into most everything that people do. Yeah. Not at all. And that's where, like I said, also kind of plays into the aspect of like sports. Mm-hmm. Wrestling, like I said, where, like I said, it's a love-hate relationship. But I, like I said, me and my brother, we both initially moved down here. We trained at the Olympic Training Center in, in Colorado Springs for the USA team and wrestling stuff. And wrestling is a sport that it will teach you so much about yourself to where like self-discipline, hard work. Like there's no other sport that I can even match to the amount of wrestling type of like mental toughness it takes. To wrestle when you got to cut 15, 20 pounds in three, four days. And then you still got to go out and perform an hour later after weighing. You know what I mean? Like the, the type of mental toughness it takes and hard work to, even like I said, do the sport of wrestling. A lot of people won't really realize until you step in and do it. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, but like I said, that what I learned and my brother would say the same thing, mimic me what I'm saying. But the hard work and self-control, the discipline that I've learned from wrestling has brought me and even like my brother, all of us to where we're at now, to where we are able to, like I said, as far as like outwork, work hard, work ethic, like mm-hmm. keep our head down and keep it going. I learned all that from like, because when times get going hard, a lot of people kind of shy back, back off. You know what I mean? When one little storm hits, you know what I mean? But from wrestling, that's one thing, like I said, that taught us. It's like, there ain't no backing down. There ain't no stopping. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you go. And that's one thing like wrestling taught us how to work really, really hard. Out, you gotta. I mean, it's one wrestling. It's one on one. It's not a team where like football, where you have to count on your other team to make their play so your play will work. It's me and you. We step face to face. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's time to go. Who worked harder is going to show on the map. So it's the same thing. Like you can take that mentality into like businesses and entrepreneurship. It's showed us. I mean, I wouldn't trade the world for anything. And then, like I said, wrestling sucks a little bit as far as just cutting weight and all that. Mm-hmm. But it's taught us so much as far as like hard work, work ethic, and stuff like that. To where I mean, like I said, we're ready to do whatever. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, what years did you wrestle for uh, Team USA? Um, so we. So when I first moved out here, was actually this is a little bit funny story. So actually, my. Um, Going into my junior, no, my junior year of high school, um, I so I got invited down to the Olympic Training Center, and I was down here training, and I came down in and out of here in the Olympic Training Center, came in and out. And then going into my senior year, I got offered to move down here. They were going to move me down here full-time, so I would have to forfeit my senior year of high school back home in Oregon, moved down to Colorado, and I would have wrestled strictly for the USA team international and all that stuff. But I would have to forfeit my senior year of high school, move away from home, like all that stuff. And I mean, honestly, I'm not going to lie. I was a homebody. And at first, I mean, that was scary to me. Like, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I was a little shook up. Like the last person that really did that was Henry Sahudo. Mm-hmm. That's like, I'm bad with names, but 
he was the last one that did that at the same high school and stuff. He was the last one that, um, and look, he was an Olympic champ, UFC champ, you know what I mean? He was the last one to, he moved out here and committed his full time to Olympic Training Center. He wrestled, and then that's where they made the rule where, like, if you train at the Olympic Training Center full time, you couldn't compete in high school no more. And so that was going to my senior year. I came out here, and then it's a high school up called Coronado High School mm-hmm. up in Springs. That's where I was going to go, and I met the principals. I met all the teachers. I went there with my USA, like, all the USA coaches. I went there. They sh- I took a whole tour of the school, got all the packets and everything, and last minute i backed out i was like man honestly i'm like i'm not ready to leave home kind of scared it was a little uh, i didn't really want to do it to be honest and then so next year or two whatever i was in and out of the olympic training uh, here in colorado and back home i'd come back and forth especially like in the summers i was out here a lot training and then we'd have our tournaments and whatnot and then finally two two three years ago whatever when i moved out to colorado full-time i moved out here initially to um I went full time at the Olympic Training Center, and but when I got down here, I didn't tell the USA coach. I didn't tell him that I was gonna, cause I had to finish college too. I was like, man, I want to go to school, I want to finish college. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to just put that on the back burner, cause I would have to do online school at the Olympic Training Center. We just wouldn't like that's a whole job. Like, it's full time. You're wrestling full time, nonstop, going. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To where when I moved out here, um, I was at the Olympic Training Center, or whatever wrestling. And I told the college down here, CSU Pueblo, that, oh, yeah, I'm going to come. Like, yeah, I, I, like, I pretty much told them, like, sign. I was like, yeah, I'm going to come down here, finish my degree, wrestle with you guys a little bit, blah, 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 blah. Well, I never told my USA coach that. Those two coaches met for lunch one day or whatever, and the coach down here showed the coach that I was on the roster. And he was like, what the heck? Wait, why is Josiah on there? And that's how it got introduced to him that I didn't, wasn't good. You know what I mean? That I kind of... Had to, that I was also going to still be at the college rest, you know, because the thing is, like I said, at the Olympic training, center, it's a full time thing. You we practice two times a day um, every day of the week. Like it's a full time like it's not just like something oh, wow. you do on the side. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like, I mean, you're competing for the United States anytime you go international or anything like that it's you you're competing for the united states you know what i mean so it's like it's a full-time job so it's not something i could dabble in and out of mm-hmm. but the thing is also when i got down here i was like dude i gotta finish my degree i gotta go finish school like i don't want to just put that on the back burners and plus i majored in i was majoring in political science pre-law so where as like an actual degree i couldn't really just bs I actually gotta pay attention and do because i initially wanted to be a lawyer to be honest that was my first thing i Hell wanted yeah. to be a lawyer but um that was my initial thing and then pretty much that's when I end up, I was at the school, and then just the last years I've been, I train at the training center sometimes, back and forth, and then that's pretty much what what it was. So, mm-hmm. realistically, I was, I've been training there ever since, like, my junior year of high school. Um, so, I probably was, like, 17 years old, I think. Wow. 17, 18. Yeah. And then up to now, like I said, I've been, like I said, I've been super busy with um, business and stuff, and it's been doing a lot to where I've kind of laid back i still the thing is i could still do it and i still could compete through even like the next olympic cycle through 2024 but i've been super busy with business and doing pretty good with it and whatnot to where it's like man i'm not gonna lie it's like it's it's a it's a hard game to dabble with because that's a full oh that's a full-time <laughs> thing you got to do and also this type of business if i try to do it at first of all, i dabble in and out but i just saw some, so many opportunities money just stuff to where it's like dude i kind of gotta pick one and it was kind of like i've done and it's like a lot of people are like, man, you got no, you know, no, but not a lot of people get the opportunity. Like you should do it. But then also there's a lot of people that like it's hard because like a lot of people don't really realize, like you said, the hard work that's behind it. Mm-hmm. They just see kind of like you getting to travel, like the cool stuff and like whatever it is will 
as far as wrestling has to offer. They see like the cool like tournaments and you're here, you're there, you know, or whatever it may be. They don't see that, man, we're in there dying two days, twice a day, all week. You know what I mean? Finally cutting weight and then competing. You don't have time to do something. Like I tried to dabble at first, but then it would take away from like doing business stuff. And then it would also then uh, doing business stuff would take away from doing um, definitely yeah. wrestling stuff. So it was like a hard game to where honestly within the last probably not even year, I've kind of is where I've kind of pulled back a little bit from here and kind of been a little bit ready to take the next chapter of my life you know what i mean and, mm-hmm. and like i said i got super busy with business and been doing really good to where it's like i can't i've been just taken off with it to be honest yeah so, that's awesome yeah so yeah it's awesome um do you like wrestle or fight uh on your spare time just for um just to train it's so like it's so funny a lot of people like you go play basketball for fun like on like we probably can go play we always go and play basketball um just like later in the afternoons it's fun go play basketball maybe sometimes flag football touch football whatever people play or go play frisbee those are all sports you know what i mean people play those sports wrestling is not something you just want to go do for fun <laughs> at least i know that <laughs> yeah. you don't want to go in there it's that makes sense. like the practices are you sweaty it's hot like it's just you're man to man wrestling like it's a full on you have to uh, just mean you were me versus you you know what i mean to where mm-hmm. it's like you don't necessarily go just wrestle for fun you know what i mean yeah but i've definitely been i'm involved in the world like there's been like i still every day i sit up at night think like man i know what i could do in the wrestling world i know if i put my full full undivided attention to it i could do something serious but it's just like i've been so it's hard it's not something you can dibble and dabble like dib in dabble out you know yeah what I mean? it's definitely you can do like that to where it's it was hard, but like I said, it's not something you really just kind of like go do for fun. But I'm definitely involved in like the whole world of wrestling, um, fighting stuff like that. We actually sponsor a fight out here, Isaiah Diggs. Um, shout out to him as well. He's doing really well. Shout out Isaiah. Um, he's 5-0. and oh. He's a fighter out here. Um, but we're just all involved in that world as far as fighting and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. to where like training or if he ever needs help maybe in wrestling or a partner i can go and step in and help my brother trains him predominantly my brother's his trainer um fighting and so like my brother fought professionally too all over the world like he we've always been in that whole that atmosphere of like combat we've always done it and been in that world you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so we're still involved in it but not necessarily kind of just doing it you know what i mean yeah yeah you're definitely trying to uh like you said take the next chapter in your life Mm -hmm. put your full full effort into that and I, yeah that's that's commendable that's respectable for exactly. sure exactly um what is that next chapter in your life what next do you chapter my, i mean really it's just i'm f- been really focusing on um not even not even so much like oh next chapter but um i mean i just not even next chapter but kind of just like the change of like i've been wrestling my since i was three four years old i've been wrestling my whole life every single saturday we're at tournaments i mean all the way up until dang near this last year is the first time it's honestly I've kind of been a little burnt out of it to be honest but also then again it's like I start I started like I've always knew like well, at first I wanted to be a lawyer mm-hmm. and then I started doing stuff kind of like on my own to where like I start doing stuff to where it's like shoot like a lot of people don't realize when you do something like that you kind of put a cap on yourself like as far as say I want to be um a teacher nothing wrong with it, nothing against it nothing against teachers but say like a teacher or whatever just whatever job to where you're making 50k a year maybe you make 80 maybe you make 90 maybe you make 40 you know what i mean you're kind of but the thing is is that the one thing that bothers me is there's a cap to it you know what i mean so say i know if i'm going to be a i do this job mm-hmm. and this job is going to pay me forty five thousand dollars a year i know no matter what at the end of this year i'm only going to make forty five thousand dollars being an entrepreneur 
that's endless. You can make 45K in a day if you want. You know what I mean? There's people like, if someone else can do it, I know dang well I can do it. And that's how I am to where, and I know, like so like I said, someone else is going to do it, I'm going to do it. And I know I definitely, yeah. whether it comes hard work, effort, if I got to move to Africa and sell houses, that's what I got to do. That's what I'm going to do. If that's what it takes to be successful, that's what I'm going to do to be successful. I just know that's what it takes. And like the same thing, I learned a lot of that from wrestling. I know it don't take just going to practice in the afternoons. I mean, in high school, I remember when I'm over here, I'm winning state and stuff. I'm waking up at 3 a.m. in the morning going and running. Why? Because I know 95, probably 99% of everybody else, my other competition, they're probably sleeping right now. I would wake up at 3 in the morning and go run. Five in the morning, then I would go and wrestle at the college that we had near where I'm from. There was a college there. I went and wrestled at the college, and then I would go to school, have my practice in the afternoon, go to the college practice again. You know what I mean? I just knew what it's going to take. I mean, because I try to skate by a lot of times with like, oh, I'm just going to do that, go to my practice here and not really put in the extra work to where I fell short a few things on some stuff. But when you realize like, man, it's going to take more than just doing the norm or mm-hmm. what you're supposed to do to be successful. That's what it takes. And that's where I've also, like I said, carried it over from wrestling into business aspect to where it's going to take more than just, you know what I mean? doing the norm to do something for example like our shoe stuff we travel all over the world i'll fly places go anywhere i'll stay up i'll drive anywhere if that's what it takes to be successful i'll do that we get stuff from all over bring it back here to pueblo that's just sometimes what it takes we're not going to just sit here and order stuff off stock x and up market 100 bucks f that we don't want to do that you know we're going to put in the hard work and effort and the footwork a lot of people don't want to do to do something like that to make it successful and that's what we've done with a lot of our businesses and stuff like that to Mm -hmm. everything we do to where i'm 20 i'm young i'm 23 years old on that, um, on the shoe store, we're starting another um, business. We're starting like a, a dessert place. We're gonna start like a pretty much like a dessert place. You know what I oh, mean? Really? We're starting. I own a car lot, and where I mean we're just keep on going for it. I just just now getting into. I learned about it. Um, investing in flipping houses. You know what I mean? Real mm-hmm. estate. The thing is, is I'm still younger considered to people. I mean, but things like I can start now. I'm not gonna wait till I'm 27, 28, 26, or wait till a piece of paper tells me I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it now because I mean I'm already getting a head start on life to where by time I'm 30 years old, I didn't even want to be re- I can be retired, you know what I mean? So like just that aspect from wrestling, like I said, that's where I think it to where like that I know what it takes to be at the top and swim with the sharks. I know what it takes. So that's the same thing when it comes to business. It's an eat-or-be-eaten world, to be honest. As sucky as what it is, business, it's a bunch of sharks out there. And they say, like, who you birds with the same feather flock together. That's true. If you're surrounding yourself around a bunch of sharks, you realize, like, whoa, like, it's a bunch of sharks out here. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I, like I said, I know what it takes to swim with them. And it's not just your norm stuff. You know, you have to put in a lot of extra work to be at the top. You know what I mean? And I'm willing to do whatever it takes to be at the top. Just because I know that's what it yeah. takes to do something like that and be different than everybody else. Because mm-hmm. everybody else that is successful, like we see the Jeff Bezos, we see the Elon Musk, and those people like that, there's just people like us. The thing is, is they, I feel like they even might have started a little bit late to where I don't even think Jeff Bezos, Amazon, he's the Amazon owner, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't, I don't think he started all that till later on in life. He wasn't just younger, 18 years old, starting them and said, ever since I think he, whenever he started that, I think he was over 30 years old to where it's like, to me, it's like, hey, if he can do it, I know I can do it. Why can't I? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We breathe the same, eat the same, bleed the same. And then on top of that, I'm just trying to get a kickstart in front of it. I mean, I'm trying to be 10 years instead of starting by 30, retired by 30, like I said. You know what I Hell mean? Hell yeah. So, yeah. That's a great mindset yeah. to have, man. Yeah. I feel like, um, you know, you're, you said you're kind of a, a new uh, addition to Pueblo. Pueblo doesn't have a lot of people with that mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a lot yeah. of workers, not a lot of bosses. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's very refreshing to hear someone say that, man. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. Like I said, it's dope. Like even like something like you have to, it's dope. Like the thing what you're doing, like it takes a certain person to do this. You know what mm. I mean? And it's going outside of the norm. What's the norm? Work a job, make your money, pay your bills. We'll give you a week of a vacation each year. Like that's the norm because it's comfortable. Someone like you stepped out of your comfort zone, quit your job. Now you're doing chasing the dream that you love. You know what I mean? Everybody's like, who did it? Jake Paul did it. Logan Paul did it. Look where they're at now. They're over doing money fights, fighting. They're not fighters like that. I mean, they know how to fight. They've been in their training. But they're nowhere near the type of work that they put in to be fighting Mayweather, to be fighting these big names. They're not into that. You know what I mean? They're not at that level of fighting to fight someone like that. Mm -hmm. But of them stepping out of their comfort zone, starting their channels and podcasts and stuff that they did, brought them to be where they're at that's not normal you know what i mean that's not normal that they're doing he's over here offering people 50 million dollars to fight him conor mcgregor <laughs> and stuff like that not a normal person can do that you know what i mean yeah and it all started with something like this he stepped out of his comfort zone a little bit and just took off if he would have stayed normal just working or whatever because he was scared to do that he would still be working wherever he was working at you know what i mean doing whatever and there's nothing against those people this is just more like encouraging the people that have are on that teeter-totter of like oh i want to but i'm scared mm-hmm. especially when you're young dude Say you do all this, and you did all this, and it completely failed. Where are you going to be at? Right back where you started four months ago when you were working your job, wherever you were. You're going to be back there anyways, you know what I mean? And then you're going to learn from your experience, and you're either going to escalate from there. You can step back, whatever you mean, but at least you tried it, you know what I mean? To the point where, like I said, you do something like this to where it's like, okay, I'm taking that step. And even if you do fail, you're going to be right back where you started. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Definitely. you ain't losing anything, you know what I mean? Or you can stay in that same thing and stay in that same lane and never, never, ever work your way up the ladder. You're just going to be staying right there, and you're just comfortable. As soon as you step out of that comfort zone, the, when I say talked about the limits, limits are endless. You can do whatever you want with it. It doesn't matter. Like, there's, I mean, you, it'll blow your mind for the amount of stuff that you don't realize you can do until you do it, and you're like, whoa, I didn't know I could do that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I could make that much money in a week. Well, and I've done it myself to where... Like I said, you work a normal job to say they might pay you 400 bucks every paycheck a week or two weeks or what, 500 bucks, whatever it is. Oh, that's normal. Good money. I know every day I'm going to go to work and I'm for sure going to get a paycheck. It's a little risky stepping out and being like, oh my gosh, I don't know when the next payday is, but you got to make it happen. You got to make it work. And there's been times, like I said, now when you open your mind up to like, what, well, I didn't know I could do this. There's times where I've made the amount of money in a week to like, oh my gosh, I could never imagine. How did I never even think I could have made this amount of money in a week? Or I never thought I could have done and already achieved what i've achieved in this world you know what i mean you don't realize until you step out of the outcome zone and do it you're like whoa mm-hmm. i didn't know i could do this and it just goes up from there you know what i mean yeah so it's dope that's yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a really powerful mindset to have yeah. man you know um like you said you're one of the younger you're one of the younger business owners mm-hmm. in pueblo um and i doubt people are sharing that mindset you know yeah. i'm sure people hearing this this is going to be the first time that they're even going to yeah. you know have those words come into their brain exactly and that's and that's what i mean that's dope because there's so many people like i said that want to but they're on the teeter-totter or think oh yeah they're doing they just think like oh they see those people that are rich Mm -hmm. and everybody wants to be rich or successful and like oh not even not even rich but just wealthy you can take care of yourself and some people want nice cars nice clothes whatever it may be but a lot of people are on that teeter-totter to where it's like oh my gosh i want to make that step i'm kind of scared you know but when you're young like i said at this of course, you got to take care of your responsibilities and whatnot, but you have so much time to make up for whatever you want to do, and you learn so much from it. There's been stuff to where I made investments or this to where I've learned so much from it to where it's like, okay, I'm 23, 23 years old, 
And I feel like what I've accomplished, what I'm doing, it's just like I've learned everything from failing. And people are scared to fail, but you have to fail to succeed. You know what I mean? There's no way if you don't learn something along the way, you're just never going to make it to where the point where like, it's okay to fail. It's okay to mess up. It's okay to run into a problem. It's just helping you for next time, you know, to stay away from the problem. Know what's going to take to not fail. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I said, there's so many people out there that young and want to do that. Everybody wants to make money. You got to make money to make the world go around. And that's the way to live. You know what I mean? No matter what, then you got to eat and drink and that sucks, but you got to pay for that stuff. Definitely. At the end of the day, you have to do it, make money to live, like I said, and that's where it comes down to. You can do this or that. And a lot of people, like I said, teeter tot on that comfortability. But as soon as you step out, there's so many people out there that are just scared to take that step. But when you do it, mm-hmm. you don't realize how good it can be. Definitely. You know what I mean? Um, what, what would you say one of your, uh, I would say maybe not, you know, I wouldn't word it failure, but yeah. what would you say one of your biggest learning experiences was so far in your life? My biggest learning experience was having pretty much to a smaller extent than what I'm at now. But I, at one point, like I said, kind of in a simple phrase is, I remember at one point I was doing pretty good. I was, like I said, doing my own thing. I was, like I said, entrepreneur. I was making money and doing pretty good. And it pretty much, I don't know how, what, but I remember one day looking, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have a thousand. No, it was like 1200 bucks to my name. And like I said, that's not bad money, but the thing is, is, I remember this time where I had more money and, and blah, blah, blah to where it's like, I remember this was about probably two years ago, year and a half ago. I had like $1,200 to my name and it completely, when I say through, because I was doing good, you know what I mean? I was doing good and, but then stuff just like piled up and crap hit the fan and blah, blah, blah to where it all hit me literally when it rained, it poured. Mm-hmm. And I was at a point where, like, when I thought I was doing good and I thought I was, oh, man, I'm making money. And I was making pretty good money. And I thought I was an entrepreneur. And, I mean, I was. Like I said, being an entrepreneur, taking that risk. And I was making pretty good money. And when I first, like I said, took that hit and crap hit the fan, I remember, like I said, I had, like, $200 to my name. And that was the biggest. And that's what turned me from. Like I said, that's when I was kind of doing good, hit me down, knocked me low, and now I've built up. When I say way beyond what I ever thought I could do mm-hmm. in this last year and a half from where I was at a year and a half ago to now, it's insane. I would never think I would be able to do what I did in this last year and a half. And that all started from failing. I learned the, my mistakes, what I did wrong, the thing, it was sucked in the meantime when I was there and I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh my gosh. And like I said, $1,200, not that it's not, that's not money, but it's like, as far as you want to be an entrepreneur or start something or invest into something, it costs, you know what I mean? Say if I want to invest, say example, like even these laminations, like this stuff, it costs to make this, you know what I mean? And this is a start your own and nothing's a guaranteed comeback. I know if I go and work at Walmart, I'm going to guaranteed I go there and work, I'm guaranteed going to get a check. When you're an entrepreneur trying to do your own thing, nothing's guaranteed. You don't know when your next paycheck is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, sorry, but so that was my biggest, I guess, like I said, learning experience was about a year and a half ago, to be completely honest. I got stripped down. I Like, like I said, crap hit the fan when it rained, it poured. And I was what like. What exactly happened? Do you feel comfortable talking about it? Um, Realistically, just like business and stuff, it kind of, it just really, 
business, like just stuff kind of hit the fan, like stuff that I was doing. I mean, it wasn't necessarily like it just kind of like, I mean, I had other stuff going on and whatnot, but just as far as I remember, as far as investment purpose, I'm like sitting here like, oh my gosh, dude, it's pretty much like I've always been the cars, flipping cars, stuff like that. Like me and my other business partner kind of split up and then like just I got screwed on this stuff. Other investments didn't go well. And then like pretty much, like I said, it just was so much at once to where it rained, it poured on me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And it brought me to a point in the state where I'm like, it made me rethink everything. I was worried like, dude, what I thought over here, I was doing, I was doing good. And like I said, but that was that failure that took me to the next level. Because I would have kept on the pace that I was going. Say none of it happened. None of it hit the fan. I was doing good. But it stripped me down to a point to where I, it was measured where I thought I would never be again. Especially the rate that I was going. I was doing good. That rate, like I said, but the thing is, is that rate was, it was solid. I was doing good, especially for being. This is actually when I was probably like 20 years old. Yeah. Whatever it was. But I, um, it stripped me down. And like I said, I kind of lost train of thought, but. When, it, when that happened, it was just like that failure that you hear about, you don't really think it's going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. And you don't really think necessarily like, oh, yeah, that happens, but uh, it happens at some point. And, I mean, it may not, but when it does, it's all about how you bounce back. Because I could have sat down and then I would have been screwed, could have went and got a, just a normal job, and now I'm back at square one. Which the thing is, that was my point. I took a risk and I was doing good. It knocked me back to where I started, back to square one. And now from, say, I was on square 10, now, where I'm at a year and a half later, I'm on square 100. Like, I am, like I said, that knockdown made a monster of me that, for the best, I mm-hmm. was like, dude, you got this is, you got read this is, a, like I said, eat or be eaten world. A bunch of sharks out there. I got bit by a shark, and it took my leg off. It took a leg from me. But the thing is, is like I said, when I bounced back from that, when I was on square 10, I'm like I said, now where I'm at, I'm on square 100. And mm-hmm. I'm still moving up at a steady pace to to where it's like, man, there's you know, options are, I mean, the limit's endless. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that knockdown, like I said, to fail, I would, that would be my biggest experience I've ever like failed from to where I'm like, oh my gosh. You know what I mean? Like I sat back and I'm like, I remember being this and being up there like, well, I'm doing good to... Now I'm down here sitting here like, whoa, what am I going to do next? Mm-hmm. And that was my biggest learning experience. Like, okay, like, slow your roll. Realize what's happening, what's in front of you. Take it in perspective and mount from it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean. I could have took it one way or the other way. Luckily, I took it this way. And it helped me do, and like I said, it's from me being at square 10 where I was now. A year and a half later, after getting knocked back down to square one and I did fail, that experience brought me to where I'm at now. And I wouldn't change it for nothing because I learned so much in that experience of failing and what it felt like that. I felt how I felt. I was like, I never would want to feel like this again. I never will. Made that promise to myself. And I'm not going to. I don't care what it takes. You know what I mean? Just And that's where the thing is, I lacked sometimes. I know I lacked some of the maybe work effort. I maybe lacked some of like paying attention to details and stuff that I should have done. I know where I fell down. I know where I messed up at. And it made me a better person than where I'm at today to where I'm, like I said, doing 10 times better when I thought I was doing good. Mm-hmm. I'm on a whole nother level at this point. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Wow. Um, can you pinpoint like an exact time in your life when you, to where you were like, wow, uh, I'm on quote unquote square 100 right now. Like I've, I've really leveled up and like it was in an exact moment that you felt that. 
exact moment I felt that, um, I'll say when I, I'll pinpoint when I hit, let's say square 50. And that was after probably two months of opening that store. Mm-hmm. That was when, like I said, it was a little risk. Open once I, whatever. And then once we opened that store, it was a little bit of a risk. I mean, I, we don't know. There's never been a store like this down here. So it's not proven to work. It's not like it's a coffee shop and coffee shop. Young coffee shop is proven. People are going to come get coffee. You open a Starbucks anywhere, you know, guaranteed you're going to have people come to Starbucks. Mm-hmm. There has never, ever been something like that. Like I said, we don't know. It's not proven to work. And any other maybe shops that may have kind of done shoes, something like that, they're obviously nowhere around now. So odds were necessarily against us. It wasn't proven to work that that store was going to be successful and where we're at. But when we took that leap and was like, you know, we're going to do this whatever way. That's one thing, like I said, from my brother I learned. Sometimes taking those, he still sometimes takes the race. That's like, what the heck? At least maybe educator. Sometimes he's just like, F and I'm doing it. You know what I mean? But this is one that was kind of like an educated risk where it's like, oh, I was even still a little like, oh, should we open it? Maybe should we wait? He's like, no, we're doing it. All right. We're wrong with the punches. We're going to do it. And we did it. And about two months after is when I say hit square 50. And then now recently, like I said, um, since I got, cause like I said, I've always like also as well, you know, flip cars and whatnot mm-hmm. and done cars and blah 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 and that's kind of like that type of aspect too that's just hustling you know I me mean? at first it was it was always just um like i said car has everything to do with just hustling knowing what to be what to buy um what to fix what not to fix what's going to be good what's not going to be good and that's where i first started just kind of like doing that and like i said to now i would say probably within the last month month a month and a half is when i when i finally got my location opened the car lot to where now I have, I'm the car lot, to where I'm my own dude, dealer, you know what I mean? To where that's when I was like, okay, I really doubled up to where now I have a successful store running. I'm doing really well with my car lot, me and my business partner, we do really well with it. Now I have that to where it's like, now next thing, now we're opening to where it's like, okay, I've already kind of ma- getting the shoe game stuff down, like the whole store and all that, how it operates, how it runs, getting that, that's pretty, that's down to Pat Dingner. The car stuff, that's down to a pat ding here. I do really well with that. And the next thing up, like I said, is now we're moving into kind of like the industry of restaurants, like kind of like some like just that type of we're going for like a dessert place like that, as well as investing in a real estate and property and flipping houses and stuff like that to where, like I said, I know I can do it. It's just going to take time as long as I'm not being stupid about it. You know what I mean? I know like I'm going to have to learn a lot along the way. But I'm not scared to dive into those shark full of waters because that's a whole different game now. Like the pond that I'm in, I've been able to survive in this pond. Everything has its own different game. So as far as you, you're in a whole different pond than me. We're still all entrepreneurs, but you're in the pond of different podcasts, other people doing You know what I mean? This is a whole different world. Mm -hmm. That world, we're doing good. Car world, solid, good. Now we're stepping into like real estate. That's a whole nother game of its own to where, but I'm not afraid to throw myself in. You know what I mean? Like I said, I know dang well. Throw me with the wuss, I'm gonna come back alpha. So that's the thing where that kind of mentality, same thing, is like throw me to the wuss, I'm gonna come back alpha. Throw me to the sharks, I'm gonna become a shark, whether you like it or not. You know what I mean? Whatever it takes. And so that's where it's like kind of just moving on from there. And that's one thing where I learned, like I said, when I first hit my rock bottom dang near, mm-hmm. I kind of learned that. Like, whoa, I got bit by a shark. Sharks bit me. And not only did I get bit by a big shark, I get bit by all the little sharks falling along with it. You know what I mean? Stuff just poured on me and that's where i learned like well it's really it's what it is you know what i mean and that's where you kind of just start and leveling up so I, like i said 
probably a month and a half ago when everything finally because i've always done cars and stuff but i finally really just got my full on my license my i mean everything to where it's now it's my car lot i'm in control of everything from start to finish i hire who i want to hire secretaries whatever it may be every it's all on me if that thing i'm not there that place doesn't run my car lot does not make money Same to that store well my brother we do it but if we're not there that place doesn't make money and that's when you know you now that person you know what i mean if you're not there it's not happening then you know all right we are at the point to where it's we're up there we're a shark you know what i mean mm-hmm. so like i said we know we're not at that store that store ain't making money i know what that car is i'm not there running making sure that place is good with my car stuff so i'm making money same thing now we're moving on to that real estate stuff it's like i said it all starts with you and that's where like i said that next step with that we're jumping into like i said me and my brother are both doing it and stuff other brothers and stuff but that like i said is a whole new pond we're about to jump into mm-hmm. but we're ready for it we're not scared of it you're gonna be a shark you know yeah. what i mean so i've heard um <clears throat> i've heard other content creators say like um you don't have a good you do not have a good platform until it can run without you yeah so like you know maybe one day relating this to my podcast or street mm-hmm. champs and podcasting in general you know, uh, giving people other, giving people their own shows mm-hmm. to where necessarily you don't have to be on it. Exactly. You know, like when you hire the uh, car lot, yeah, sales manager, yeah, yeah, like that place is going to make money without exactly you. without me, exactly. Mm-hmm. But it all starts with you. The thing is, is lot there is that's true to where it can't. The thing is, is where if you can make money, like you said, without what'd you say exactly? Um, you know, you don't have a good platform until it's making money without money you. Without there. you, but the thing you is, that can make money without you. If it wasn't for you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So the platform, like your platform, this platform, that light would not turn on. Computer would not turn on. This mic would not turn on without you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But now that we're up and rolling, it's doing its thing. But you're the whole snowball to that effect. Without you clicking that button to turn on that piece of machine right <laughs> there, it's not going to turn on by itself. Yeah. But now that you turn it on, got the snowball running, now it's running by itself mm-hmm. because of you. So now it's working for you. But you were you were the one that had to get that rolling. You know what I mean. So as far as like a store, we have it to where we have it rolling. Like I said, me and my brother, we like doing stuff. Like I said, we could hire someone to run our store. I could hire, like I said, completely run our store. It's not hard. It's just running a store. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, we enjoy being there. We enjoy what I do. I don't even say what I do is work. I enjoy every single thing that I do. Completely enjoy it. That's beautiful. Love it. Store. I love being there. Hang out. Play PS Five. People come in, buy shoes, interact, hang out, play basketball, like whatever we want to do fun my car stuff i love cars i have cars and i mean i always love cars and stuff like that growing up drive all different cars buy cars whatever i want you know me to where it's dope but like i said that is completely something like i said to where that snowball effect that snowball still has to start somewhere it's not going to start by itself mm-hmm. so without you there will never be what you can make you know without you there's no street champs but like you said same thing how i kind of just paraphrase like the aspect of you turning on that machine you still got to get that effect rolling and then it's running for you. Mm-hmm. But there's still a start to something, you know what I mean? To where, like I said, that is true. And like I said, I learned that and it's dope. Like I said, to where we're at, it's like we have it to we're pretty down to a T. I like have my hands in everything, you know what I mean? Definitely. I could never imagine like we could, like I said, we could hire someone to run the store, but I feel like I would always still have to be there just because like it's not how like I said, we got it wrong. We could tell someone exactly what to look for, not to look for, what to do, what not to do down to a T. Boom, same thing with cars. I can send someone off to go to, say, auctions and stuff. I can send them, hey, look for this, look for that, stay away from this, stay away from that, make sure this is good, make sure that is good. I could do all that mm-hmm. and run someone down and teach someone that. I had to learn it myself, and I learned it. I know I can do it. But the thing is, instead of someone sending someone there, 
I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? Our hours are a little weird. The reason why, Tuesday and Wednesdays, I have all my car stuff. Wednesdays, I have auctions. Tuesdays, all that stuff. That's the where, like, where our hours, everything is like, I made it. We'll make it work. The point, like I said, I could send someone out to do auctions and do the scoping out and see what it is. But I want to do it. I like doing it. I like doing the work. I like working hard. I like knowing what I'm doing. So there's no excuse to mm-hmm. if something messes up. There's no excuse besides me. You know what I mean? I completely trust myself and anything in my hands. I know what I'm capable of. And I know what I can do. And I'll trust myself to the point where, like I said, as far as cars, I buy. A, tell someone, you do it, you do it. They buy a bad car. Who do I blame? Me or them? Mm-hmm. Kind of them because I guess I told you to, yeah, do this, do that. And you told me you did that. But if from the first start, if I would have done it myself, that would have never happened. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And even if so, then I just eat it myself. That's my own self. Like, you know, I can't blame no one else for it. So that's where, like, I like doing it. Like I said, I like being there for it. Like I said, the store, say someone messed up and charged someone the wrong price. Well, I know if I was there, that wouldn't have happened. You know what I mean? To where it's like, I can't really put that blame on you because it's like, yeah, it sucks. Okay, you did it, but are you at fault or am I at fault? Because I know if I did it myself, you know what I mean? That wouldn't happen. Same thing as cars or anything you do in that aspect. If you tell someone, hey, come run my podcast and they forget to press record, press record. Well, it's kind of like, well, that was a whole waste of time. I didn't even record it. But what do you do? You know what I mean? Whose fault is it? I mean, kind of yours. But then again, if I was there, you know, you're not going to forget to press record. So it's like. Yeah, I like being there and being, you know what I mean? Because I know you're going to get done. You're no one to blame. You're going to get done what you need to be done. Yeah, no one's going to respect your money like you respect your own money. Yeah, exactly. Never. Mm -hmm. Never. That's one thing you have to learn, too. Time is money. Time is definitely money. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So that's something that when you get time working for you, then you're really making If you're making money while you're sleeping, boom, stuff like that. So that's where, like I said, residual income and that type of stuff come in. And that's big time, too. You know what I mean? That's Mm -hmm. That's as far as, like, this entrepreneur stuff. Like I said, I'm still learning as I go. I'm still younger. I'm still figuring stuff out as I go. And the only way to figure out those experience in it. You're not going to figure it out by reading a book. Mm-hmm. A lot, I mean, you can. You can figure out how to do this, do that by reading a book. But there's also, when I say a whole other side of the world, you learn through experience and hands-on. That's a whole other world by doing it. You know, I mean, there's so much stuff you learn by doing it rather than reading about it or seeing about it. You know what I mean? When you're actually in there doing it and you experience it, you learn a whole different side of the world that a lot of people might not step into. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So Yeah. yeah. I, uh, um, like a new experience I hope you never like, had experienced before was uh, someone breaking into your sh- your shop, right? Yeah. Very recently. Yeah, that sucked. That, um, how did you think? So someone, the people broke into our store. Um, it was more like, it wasn't, it was more the fact that, like I said, we try to make it more like we're doing something more. Like I said, it's dope for the community. It's something down here in public, not a lot of people out. And we like we when that happened, it was more of kind of like a disappointment. Like it's not necessary. Of course, it sucks. Like whatever, but we have crazy like security systems. It's full live video on our phones. We have like we have so much stuff to where it's like police automatically. We pay a lot of money for that stuff to where please get dispatched as soon as we get it. Like I mean, we have full live video. We can talk through our phones. We can see everything. We can. But the thing is, we live five minutes from there. We can be down there. We can literally everything to where it's like. It was more like realistically, it's like, okay, it wasn't the fact of like, oh, it was more the fact that, man, it sucked that someone did that, that people did that to where we're at. Everybody that comes in, we try, like, we welcome, we welcome, like, family. We're cool with everybody. We want everybody to enjoy their time. Like, we don't ever, like, disregard anybody or tell me nobody. You get, you know what I mean? You don't matter who, what, where, where you're from, what you're doing, come to our store, come kick it, say what's up, got any question about shoes, anything you need to answer. What's up? What do you need help with? Want to try on anything? Like I said, we're here for, like I said, 
we try to make like a family community environment something mm-hmm. that's dope you know what i mean and it was like i said that happens i mean it happens like i said it's life and it's not necessarily i think always oh, pinned on like people get robbed i mean people like that happens it sucks but there's still people more like that happens they were like i mean the store next to us they're like a pottery shop they've got robbed too before what are you gonna get from pottery shop some people it just happens you know what i mean you know that's life where life throws those curveballs but like I said, it's, I mean, like I said, it's going to happen. And that sucks that that did happen, but it was more just like the sucky part. Like, man, like who, why? Like we're not out here to get nobody. We're not here screwing. Like it's, we're just this dope thing for the community. Let's not ruin it. Let's build this up and let's be something dope. You know what I mean? There's been times where people came in our store and they didn't need money for their phone bill. We've gave money for the phone bill, needed money for certain stuff where they bring in inventory that we really wouldn't want. We don't want nothing to do with that inventory. But, man, honestly, I have to get it because I have to pay this bill. And by then, that's the only reason why I'm selling. Otherwise, I would never sell it. We've gave them the money for the bill. Tell them, keep yourself. We don't like. We don't want. You know what I mean? It's not at this point. It's like a little bit. It's not really all about the money part. Except, of course, you need money to live. But then again, there comes to the part to where we do this as well for, like I said, we're all human. You know what I mean? There's been spots where we've all been in a bad spot before. You know what I mean? Don't forget, like, now you might be up or you might be doing something. But there's all been a time to where. We've all been in a bad spot, time where we needed somebody for something or needed help with something. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, a lot of people forget that. But like I said, there's been times where people came and brought stuff to where we just give them the money because we're like, dude, like keep your stuff if that's valuable to you. You wouldn't sell it if you didn't have to. Keep it. Here's the money for us. You know what I mean? Like it'll help. Like you, like we'll help you out. You know, we're not here to. You know what I mean? To where like we've done stuff like that. We've done it to where like I said, a community thing where people always come and may not have the money for the shoe. We've sold shoes. We sold shoes below cost before. And we're like, man, the fact that you're happy that you're walking out with that shoe, take it. You know what I mean? We've gave shoes away. We've also, like I said, sold shoes at cost. We've sold shoes. Everybody, people come in, man, I'm short with money. We can work with you. You know what I mean? We're here to, like, it's, it makes us happy to see you're walking out with something that you truly, like, what you came for and you know the world of like i said it's still getting introduced out here some people walk in it's hard to wrap their head around oh my gosh 500 for a shoe 350 gets it's hard to wrap that around someone's head but we're introducing that here to where it's like we're here for you guys you know what i mean it's dope something that should be here and a lot of people enjoy it so that's where it's kind of like i said it's more of a um it was more of like i said just kind of like dang that sucks like we're not out here to like we're here to like build something up dope for the community you mm-hmm. know what i mean and then like i said the support that we did get from like i said all the soco fans shout out to you guys they were dope hey. like the amount of people that we had of support like that next few days we were everywhere we went man people messaging us stopping us at the malls people offering cars like everything like man like we want like we don't like this favorite sort of shop at you guys are dope like blahzy 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 we're like man we've seen so much support there was like dope like we do this for the city like this is dope the fact and support that we have that we have behind us for this Mm -hmm. was indescribable like it was something i've done i've been successful in a lot of things like whether it's sports i succeed i've accomplished a lot of things but that was a different type of like feeling that you get i mean everything's a different type of feeling but like that like i said achieved a lot of stuff to where oh this was a good feeling that was a good feeling but that type of feeling was different like the fact that people like the support and stuff from the town of pueblo of a lot of people were like man like sorry that happened what can i do to help what can we do to help what do you need from us like you know what i mean towards like it was dope but like the community towards like man we want to keep that rolling, you know what I mean? So like I said, there's always times where like I said, people may even come into the store, maybe short on money, may not have all the money or whatever it is to we'll hook them. Of course, we hope it to where it's like, no, people aren't taking advantage of it. I hope someone doesn't come in tomorrow and be like, hey, I have no money for my phone bill. Give me some. <laughs> not like that, but 
it is more like I said to where people also respect our part to where people come in and they don't even bargain. They just, hey, bro, like we like what you're doing. This is support your business. Boom. Take the shoe. Thank you. Boom. We really appreciate you, bro. Blah, 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 to where it's a good fit. And like I said, you do good on other. Others will come on to you. You know what I mean? So it's oh, yeah. kind of like what you put out is what you get. You know, and treat mm-hmm. it like I says in the Bible, treat others how you want to be treated. That's the same exact way. You know what I mean? To where that's where, like I said, it was a little bit of a disappointment to where it's like, man, we're not out here trying to do that. That's not what we're even doing all this for. It's more of a better thing for their mind, like not for the community to where it's like, this is dope. Like there's something to have something like this here. And then, like I said, after the happening, seeing the support, I was like, man, this is dope. This mm-hmm. is something that we definitely got to keep rolling as well as it's something that. Like I said, everybody else enjoys. Obviously, we've seen from the support that it was, like I said, we like that's dope to see that, you mm-hmm. know. So, is it still an ongoing thing, or is it is it closed, or did they catch them, the uh, investigation to find the guys? Uh, not, the yeah, I don't know exactly. Um, it's not like I said, we're just we're in, it's just we're moving. Like I said, like I said, it's bounce back. I said that happened, whatever time ago, we're moving on to the next. You know what I mean? Like I said, we're moving on to the next. You know what I mean? Like I said, it's not something that necessarily is. Like, oh, we are hovering over this and this is that, but like we're we're on to the next thing. We need to get like I said, keep going, we can dwell on it. Oh my gosh, or what's it? We're making progress. Keep going up, keep going. Benefit part about it. We got honestly a lot of rave about it. We gained a bunch of followers, we gained a bunch of people we hadn't didn't know about the store. I came in because I seen my buddy posted it about I'm sorry what happened, what can I do? We'll get the positive of it. Cool, dope. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We can make a positive out of it. We gained a lot of like attention from it. Like a lot of people, we gained a lot of let's just say like customers and stuff to where they're coming. They learned about the store from that place. You know what I mean? So that was, I mean, that was dope. You know what I mean? And it's like it's not something that we're gonna sit can really sit and dwell on to the point to where like the next shirts I think we're gonna make is we still have that rock that they threw them through the window. We mm-hmm. still have that in the store, dude. We're gonna put that on a shirt. And Legendary. We, exactly. We have a picture of our like how we're doing it. And so I don't know if you remember, but Kanye made that shirt of his house he grew up. It was the mm-hmm. house he grew up in, right? The one where he put on a shirt. I believe so, yeah. So we're gonna put so we have a picture of our obviously a store all boarded up and stuff. We're gonna put that with the rock on it. Like so we're gonna put a picture of the store all boarded up and with the rock on it, throw it on a t shirt. That's gonna be our next t shirt we make. You know what I mean? It's kinda of something that's like it's kind of like we got to turn it into a positive thing. Whether it's not gonna be something negative, it's like, okay, we gotta turn it into something else. So the next shirt we're gonna make. It's going to be SoCo, Dripco, boarded up with the rock by it, blah, blah, blah. Turn it into a positive thing. We're on to the next. You know what I mean? Hope it doesn't happen again. And that's not what we want, like I said, but mm-hmm. we're just moving on to the next. We can't sit here and dwell on it and not sting near anything in life. Yeah, you know what I mean? I mean, that's a great outlook. Yeah. You know, um, I'm sure they I'm sure they wanted to stop the uh, the movement you guys were creating. Yeah. You know, they're like, oh, let's take all their inventory, fucking get them out of here. Yeah. Well, yeah. they're like I said, whether it was the aspect, hey, maybe to cut them out, hey, we don't want them here. I don't know. It's next to that. Maybe it would just quick come up or whatever it may be. Realistically, that store, the way it's set up, we have it set up specific ways to where it's like it's not necessarily like, well, it's just that easy. And plus, like I said, we have security system, alarm systems. We have police on dispatch. We're two blocks away from the police station. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We know, like, for the state, like, we know people, though. Also, like I said, we got it to where it's like, we're not really worried. Like I said, that aspect of it, we're like a security system. We pay a lot of stuff to work to where it's like we have that part handle. Like we have security and we have, like I said, we have our nightly now where we had to get a security walking around at night. You know what I mean? Sucks to have it, but whatever happens. But it's more of something that like I don't whether they did it to shut us down or they did it to pretty much get a quick come up, whatever it may be. I don't know. Whatever it was, like I said, 
I don't know what it was for. You know what I mean? Because it wasn't nothing like no hate against somebody. It's not like, like I said, it could have been maybe. Just, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it's because they wanted to shut us down or because, like I said, a quick come up. I have no clue. Like I said, we're just on to the next. It's something that whatever they did it for, I just like. I yeah. Have you seen any of your merch for sale? Uh, no, 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 none of the merch for sale. No. If you if you come across a post for it, are you gonna go try to meet up? I don't know. I don't. I will. Like I said, that's it's all another side of the story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, no. you know, but yeah, that's uh, like I said. I don't mean whether it's like posted up or so. Of course, we'll have to get something figured out. Like I said, we can't just necessarily um, pinpoint or point someone out or hey, you know what I mean. Yeah. But like I said, of course, it's not just oh, fly by night, nothing. You know, we're obviously like I said to where. I don't think necessarily people are to the point to where they did take merch and home run post on Facebook Marketplace. I don't think people would really do that. You know what I mean? But if you did, it's like... You'd be surprised. Not the smartest thing. Yeah, <laughs> you, you may be surprised. Bro. Like I said, whatever it is, like I said, we're just ready to move on to the next and yeah. keep things rolling. And moving on, you guys are hoping to move to the uh, Pueblo Mall? So we're going to. Um, that's one of the options, moving to the Pueblo Mall. Um, staying where we're kind of just been kind of debating. Honestly, the Pueblo Mall kind of sucks just because... There's just so many rules and stuff. Got to mm-hmm. close at this time, open at this time, do this at that time, do this at that time. If not, you get fined to where it's like, oh, I don't really roll like that. I don't like someone telling me what to do. And if I don't do it, you tell me I get fined. I don't know what that is. You know what I mean? I can, to me, it's like, you know, in your business, do what you want. If I want to close on this day, I can close on this day. And that's the luxury and time of having your own business. You Definitely. know what I mean? That's what's dope. And it's not even necessarily, to me, wealth isn't necessarily even money. You know what I mean? Of course, you need money to live, like I said, and you want nice things. You're able to buy nice things. But wealth has a lot to do with time. You know what I mean? If you don't have time in the day to do anything, but you have all the money in the world, what is that good for? You know what I mean? Like, if I can't do whatever, you know what I mean? Say I buy a Lamborghini, but I don't have no time in the day to take that Lamborghini out, what's that good for? You know what I mean? For sure, yeah. I believe time. there's more wealth in time than there is money. But, of course, you have to have money to create wealth exactly you know what i mean so it's a fine line where you have to find that line between that's like time wealth money like i said without time don't matter what you got if you can't use it you can't take your boat out because you're working till eight o'clock every day and by the time you get off it's night what's that worth to sit in your thing and tell people you have it i don't want to just tell people i want to use it that's what i bought it for you know what i mean so that's where i like you have to find that thing in between or time and wealth as well Mm -hmm. and money has a fine line between each of them all. You find that balance to where that's what makes you happy. So you want to go on vacation, but you can't because of whatever. That would suck. But you have the money to do it, but you can't do it. What yeah. does that really make up for? You know what I mean? There's a there's a Japanese word called a. It's like hakaji. Mm-hmm. It's um. It's basically the meaning of life, mm-hmm. and it's uh. It's oh, it's being happy, but um, like one corner of the circle is being happy. The next corner of the circle, it's being financially successful. Yep. The bottom right is um, something that giving to the world what it needs, making the world a better place. Mm-hmm. And then the le- other left is um, feeling feeling whole. Yeah. And like when you do all four perfectly, it's it's like a it's a sense called hakaji, something yeah. like that. But um, you know, most people are living in majority of the uh, one corner of the circle. You know, yeah. what most people are they're financially happy. You know they have they have money they have the time but they don't have the health yep. to do it they have exactly. they have the health and the time but they don't have the money yeah you know so it's, and that's that, that's that, that's pretty much like I said that's the same exact way to where I've never heard of that but that's kind of like I said that's kind of like the same thing that I'm saying mm-hmm. if you don't have health 
to do something that wealth that you have wealth but not the health mm-hmm. what does that make up for it? if you want to go travel but you can't because your health that sucks you know what i mean same thing with money if you have a boat but you can't take it out because you don't have the time that sucks what is it good for you know what i mean mm-hmm. and that's where like i said that fine line is something you have to find out and you learn as you go you know what i mean so but that was kind of that kind of let off from the question of moving to the mall we were still thinking about it but that was one thing that kind of sucked about it was just kind of like all the rules and regulations stuff you got to do yeah what kind of suck you know what i mean but like plus, the opposite of being a your own entrepreneur business, exactly because you, know? like, you really kind of you are but you're not you know yeah. proceeds like money goes to you but you can't you tell me I can't leave and go get lunch and shut down for 30 minutes if I want to? Yeah. No, nah, forget that. You know what I mean? You ain't about to tell me I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And that's where, like I said, that would suck. So, but like I said, like I said, but we're getting like all the new windows and stuff we're getting there. It's all like, plus we're getting all like the windows now, not the windows that shatter. Like they these last ones, we're getting the expensive ones. Are, they'll shatter, but they won't break that. Like that film in between to where oh, yeah. you can't, they're not, you're not, if you want to throw a rock through, it's going to make a hole this big. But the window doesn't just shatter, you know. So yeah. doing like stuff like that, as well as like I said. But like I said, we're not. Like I said, if any other thing is, we're more the type to where say somebody they needed that stuff. We would rather have someone really come like we'll help, like help out whatever it may be. Say someone needed some clothes, comes in the store and they need clothes. I'd rather you tell us, hey, bro, I need a shirt because I don't have clothes and I'm going to high school tomorrow. I don't have any good clothes. I'd rather you tell us that, and we give you a shirt. We will. Like I said, if it's really that then you'd steal a shirt. You know what I mean? When you steal a shirt, I get It's like, oh, maybe something hard to ask or something that's a weird spot, but we would rather help than you take. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To the point, if someone did need money, if someone needed clothes or something like that, or whatever, of course, to an extent, but like I said, to where we would rather help you out than something like, you know what I mean? Like, so say you needed a yeah, jacket definitely. because it's cold out. You know, I can't afford one. Hey, sorry about your luck, but maybe go check Walmart. No, dude, like we're going to get something figured out whether we give you money to go buy one, whether we have one in your size and we can give you whatever. Maybe we're rather point to where we'd rather have you. Like I said, tell us if you need help. We'll help. We're going to get something figured out, whether it's us, someone else, get you help to get you figured out. You know what I mean? I mean, get something figured out to help you out. Wow, man. Whatever it may be. You know what I mean? And that's where, yeah, that's where it's like we try, like I said, that's the type of people we are too. You know what I mean? It's not just like we want to see everybody success. We want to see everybody eat. We don't want, like I said, we've all been in a spot. No matter where you're at, you've been in a hard spot in your life to where it's like maybe you had no money in your name. Maybe you had no, like whatever it may be. You didn't have a jacket. You didn't have a hat that you wanted. Maybe you didn't have clothes, earrings, jewelry, whatever it may be to the point to where we know and understand. Like I said, we didn't grow up really rich. We grew up actually poor for the most part. You know what I mean? We know what it's like. We know what it can be. and But we also know what it can be on the other side. You know what I mean? I would not rather have you steal something from somewhere and then that ruins your life until you get caught and took the jail or something like that. Then you come somewhere to where you know you can get help. Because not a lot of people, some people don't have parents. Some people don't have family that want to help. Some people, a lot of them are on their own. They don't have like that. There's a lot of cases like that. You oh, yeah. know what I mean? And we know family, we have family members that are like that. I'm very, thank God every day that I had good parents and family that my parents were together. You know what I mean? That we had a good household to grow, like learn and grow us up and stuff like that. But a lot of people don't have that. A lot Mm -hmm. of people, we would go get school clothes before school. But I remember there's some kids that didn't get school clothes before school. Everybody's in a different situation in their life. And it's not in your place to talk down on someone and make you feel, or I'm better than this person for what? You know what I mean? It It ain't benefiting you. You know what I mean? It's just like, like I said, that's the kind of spot we're at, especially where we're at now. It's like, you need a jacket, dude. We'd rather give you a jacket than you steal a jacket from us. You know what I mean? Just like, that's just a two different, like I said, we're going to say, F you, go figure it out. Sorry about your luck. 
if you really need help, dude, we're here to we're let's get help. We've been all been there. Hell let's yeah, help man. you out. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's so, really that's a really nice thought. Um, yeah, and you're not even you guys aren't even from Pueblo. No, so you don't even know like people fucking. I don't know if it's like this in Oregon, yeah. Portland. People fucking live and die by seven one nine, bro. Like people will really? fucking fight you. Like <laughs> they just they just bang seven one nine, bro. It, yeah, yeah. Like people, like the Pueblo mindset is real. Yeah, like people are just they're, they're Pueblo. They're just they're just Pueblo, bro. Yeah. Like you know, and that's really nice that um you guys are transports from from another city, yeah. and you guys are showing that support exactly. for a place that you guys have no. You guys don't have to, to. Yeah, yeah, you guys exactly. don't have to do this for Pueblo. Exactly. We know? could go to LA and do it by a beach or some Hawaii exactly. be by a beach or somewhere like that or California, somewhere, you know what I mean, to where it is something like that, Florida. But like I said, something out here as far as like I said, we're not initially from here, so it's not like that, but it's like the aspect of like we know out here there's a lot of kids that I grew up with, been around that they're a lot like the kids out here. They just need maybe a little bit of help and guidance. Might need just a different thing. Is I'm still a kid too. I talk like, oh, I'm still a kid too. I'm 23 years old. I'm the same age as half of a lot of people. I are. Or even when I was going to school, I'll be talking like, oh man, I'm one of these kids go pick up this or I'm one of these kids. I'm like, wait, not one of these kids. I'm the same age as these people. <laughs> yeah. I can't say that. I'm the same thing. But you know, what I mean, just different mindset to where it's like that type of stuff to where it's like those like the kids and stuff like that. We've seen broken homes. We've seen like I said when I went to the only predominantly high school. Uh, predominantly black high school in Oregon, Jefferson High School. I mean, 95% of our school is black. I seen that we see, I mean, a lot of it was, I mean, a lot of poverty, a lot of people coming from broken homes, a lot of people coming from, like, kids I know, friends that were stealing stuff because they couldn't get it and stuff like that. I've seen it all, and we've been, you know what I mean? It's, no, we're not here to hold ourselves of a higher pedestal, you know what I mean? We're here to help build up and, like, show there's a different way, and if someone can do it, you you can do it, you know what I mean? That's what a lot of people I hear to where it's like, we're here, like, oh, dude, like I said, whatever it may be, like I said, those people, there is always more, there's more to it than, you know what I mean? Some people have a different background, but there's more to life than what you think or may, like, oh, no, I've only seen this. Like, there's more to it than what you necessarily can wrap your Definitely. head around, yeah. you know what I mean? You know, yeah. So You never know the, the battles people are fighting. Exactly. So know, that, because they're a very different story, but yeah. then again, still, like I said, it's like I said, there's... A lot of people are willing to help, but a lot of people don't like calling out for help or want help, you know what I mean? Or like I said, have a different mindset or, oh, why just do that when I can take it? Or why just, you know what I mean? To where it's like, forget, turn that around. Those people that you're taking from or doing whatever from, they had to work hard. They started where they're at and work to where they're at to where it's like, why are you, you know what I mean? Don't take from them, you know what I mean? Because they started in the same spot you were. They might have been in a worse spot than when you were. Now they get up and try to do something. It's like some people may take or some people may try to do whatever. Shortcuts, shortcuts never work. I learned that in wrestling. I try to do a lot of shortcuts. Oh, you always think, oh, I'll go the easier the easier way out. Mm-hmm. Oh, instead of running, you got to run two miles today. I'm going to run one and a half and walk the other two. Just whatever shortcuts don't work. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, whether at some point it's going to come back around to you, whether it's now or it's later, shortcuts do not work. Take the road. Enjoy the bumps. Enjoy the speed bumps. Enjoy what comes with it. Once you make it out the storm, dude, there's just nothing. Storms are always going to come. Something else is going to happen, and this happens. But as long as you make it through, dude, and keep trucking, there's nothing that can stop you. It all starts with your mind, too. Wow. Big yeah. mindset thing that where people have that problem, though, right? They're still trying to figure out or don't really know or whatever. You know what I mean? To where when you change your mindset, flip it around, you can be that difference or change in what you see people doing or hear about people doing. You can do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. Wow. Yeah, man. Yeah. Wow, that's really awesome. I just got like. A few more questions for you. Yeah, of course. Um, do you have any advice mm-hmm. to to 
young entrepreneurs that are trying to get into the hypeware game that are trying to do what you're doing? Hypeware game. Yeah, we've been talking about, like I said, obviously we own the um, hype store down in Pueblo or whatever. But as far as that, realistically, I would, the biggest piece of advice I would say is don't. You hear it so much, so I hate saying it because it's so like played out. Or But don't be afraid to take those risks. Like, that's the biggest thing I can say because I've took risks where I'm like, oh, my gosh, where I'm have my back against the wall and hope, praying that it works. But the thing is, you know, the thing is, it's that risk that you take, though. You're not just shooting into the dark, though. You have to have a target. You may not be able to see the target, but you have to have one. You have to have a goal. When I say target, I'm referring to typically like a goal, a goal in mind. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not just shooting into the dark and hoping for the best, like putting your money in a slot machine and hoping you win. No, like I said, there's a casino for a reason. You can win money, but the house always wins at the end of the day. But when it comes to, like I said, something like that, as long as you have an idea, it's not just a random, like, oh, I'm going to try this and hope it works. Have Know what you're doing. Find your niche, what you can do, what you can't do, and run with it. You know what I mean? You know, Dingo, if you're good at framing houses, don't go try to build a race car. Frame a house. Build it up. Then make that connection to someone that does build race cars. Have them teach you. Now you down the road build a race car. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is taking that risk is very scary. But you got to do it. You know what I mean? Because otherwise you're just going to be where you're at. You don't take a risk. And like I said, I mean, that's the biggest thing. Separate out of your comfort zone is scary. But like I said, the biggest thing is take that risk and be comfortable being uncomfortable. Once you become comfortable being uncomfortable in uncomfortable situations, know you've been there before and like i said the coin thing oh you've lived for this long you made out of everything you've done already you know what I mean? it's true you live as long as you live 24 years and you're still sitting here alive doing what you're doing like you're gonna make it out you know what i mean just believe in yourself work hard and as long as you take that risk like i said be comfortable being uncomfortable and get it done mm -hmm. either you're gonna do it or this next person's gonna do it that's just how it is whether at the end of the day Whatever way you look at it, there's going to be another millionaire in this world. Whoever it may be, why can't it be you? There's going to be another one. Definitely. Some might have an easier route. Some might have a dad or a mom or pops that gives it to them. Mm -hmm. Forget that. That wasn't really earned. Given. Nothing's really given in this world. It can be, but the thing is that's stupid. Like I said, also saying, teach a man to fish. Eat for the rest of his life, or give a man a fish for a day, run out, whatever. You know that saying that yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you guys do. I didn't know. That, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? That one, it's true. You know what I mean? You can give whatever, but once that runs out, it's out. Mm -hmm. You teach him something, learn how to do this, forever rolling. You know what I mean? So that's why I said that thing is where that taking that risk, it is definitely scary, and it puts you in a spot out of your comfort zone, and it's more comfortable. Like, oh no, I just rather go to work or keep my money here. You know what I mean? When you take that risk, bro, you're, the sky's the limit. Mm -hmm. You can do a lot of stuff you would never imagine you could do. Yeah. So that would be the biggest thing is don't be afraid to take those risks. Be comfortable being uncomfortable. And whatever storm's getting thrown at you, weather it, come back alpha. Be ready mm -hmm. to roll. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. So. All right. Um, you holding any cryptocurrencies right now? little bit. I've dibbled around in that. That's also a thing, too. That's dope. You know what I mean? A lot of people like that. A lot of people say it's hard. Well, the thing is, anything in life is hard. But the thing is, being an engineer is hard. But you turn, take and learn about it and become an engineer. A lot of people, you can make a lot of money off crypto. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. 
if you take your time and really learn about crypto, you can be really successful. You know what I mean? It oh, just yeah. takes time. You can dibble on and, oh, I want to, like, just people read an article and think they know how to do crypto or trade stocks. You know, I mean, stocks have been around for a long time. It's pretty much the same thing. Of course, it's a little different, but you learn how to do that. You make a lot of money off crypto. Me, tip, me personally, I'm not really in the, I mean, I mean, I have money invested in stocks and some cryptos. But not I'm not heavy into it how a lot of people are. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just because why? Like I said, I know what I'm comfortable with. I know what I can handle. That's not something that I can completely trust myself. I mean, I can try to maybe give some money to someone. Hey, invest it for me and do it. But I'm not in control. If I take my money, invest it into these, in this inventory, invest it in this car, invest it in. You know what I mean? I know what I can do with this. I know what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. I know if I invest my money in this car, I invest 10k into this car. I know what it's gonna bring me back under my control. That stock crypto stuff. I'm not the best at it, so mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not necessarily gonna full fledged until I man, unless I really learned it and took time to where I can do it. Definitely. Not watch a YouTube video and think I know how to do it. I really know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Then, I would do it, but as far as the cryptos, eh, I'm like, I like to have some money into it, but not not, not heavy into it. Damn. But yeah. Oh yeah, we need that uh, SoCo drip coin. Yeah, SoCo drip for- coin. That'd be dope. <laughs> we can put a little shoe on there. Put SoCo. Dang, actually, we should maybe start doing that. <laughs> That's pretty fire. Coin. <laughs> oh yeah. But, um, is there anything else you wanted to to say? Um. No, not really. I mean, like I said, we kind of cover a lot of it. I mean, we talked a lot about, I'd say, like kind of mindsets and entrepreneurship. Um, we talked a lot about kind of just taking those risks and realistically, like being an entrepreneur, a lot of people want to be, not a lot of people want to work for everybody. Some people do. Some people are more comfortable with that. Nothing wrong with it. Do it. You know what I mean? Run with it. But as far as, like I said, we talked a lot about kind of like that. Is there anything else as far as even like far as the shoe world or clothes or anything about how we brought anything like that as far as like that part that you have questions about yeah i mean else? i think this was a great pod bro yeah like you fucking had me like you were really you were really spitting some gems there you know and you're younger than me so <laughs> yeah, i'm like i appreciate I'm like, that damn like this guy <laughs> fucking knows his shit you know like, yeah you, i appreciate you, that you uh definitely put a little gear in my back bro like mm. i want to go 10 times harder now you know Heck yeah that's Hell what yeah. i love to hear and that's what i love like that so that's what i love about that because like i said i know i'm a lot of things too i love you around the same age as me there's a lot of kids out there that are younger or at the same age that can do this exact same thing. I know there's some kids out there that are like this hyper world stuff. There's a lot of there's money to be made, a lot of money in this world. Oh, yeah. There's 15-year-olds I see doing it. I love it every single time. I love seeing them do that because they're starting young to the point to where by the time they're 20, they have five years under their belt mm-hmm. to where it's like whether even you made a dollar in that five years, you know the amount of experience and wisdom and stuff you learned in that five years. That Now watch what this next five years is going to do. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Be ready for it. And so that's where, like I said, it definitely, like I said, a lot of people, it's, they want to be entrepreneurs. Like I said, even something you're doing, dude, there's skin. I promise you a thousand percent, it's going to pour at some point, whether it's good or bad. But at some point, you're going to run into an obstacle. There's no, nothing's ever just a gold brick road. Everybody thinks, oh, it's like start a business or do something. It's like, oh, it's just do that golden brick road. You know what I mean? Nah, you're going to run into stuff, whether your computer breaks, whether your mic breaks, you got to go buy a new computer, whether a podcast, anything, you know, you're going to run the, the storms. As long as you weather that storm and really, like I said, make it out to how you want it to be, you'll be just fine. You're going to take risks and there'll be times where you're going to might hit the fan. Mm-hmm. But it's like I said, that's the whole fun of it. To me, that challenge, if it was easy, forget that. You know what I mean? That whole challenge, I love it. The challenge of knowing like, oh, uh, I got to really work for this one. 
that's dope. You know what I mean? You getting people on your podcast. Right now you're a smaller podcast. You're working your way up. Well, who goes to say, why can't you have someone like, I don't know, Wiz Khalifa on here? Why can't you have someone like Kanye? The thing is, yeah, maybe that's like I said that, but you have a goal to the point to where, forget if it takes a thousand times DM for two years straight to one point he finally DM back, hey, bro, I'll do it. And now at this point you have 50,000 followers. That's sometimes what it takes. You know what I mean? Whatever that's in, like, especially like with you, whatever it takes to do it, you might get laughed out. You might get, like, there's sometimes, like, a lot of people might not do because it, it goes out of their comfort zone. Do it. Who cares? You know what I mean? Say you wanted Wiz Khalifa on here. DM that dude every single day. Find his management team. Find out who he is. Find his high school teacher that knows his mom that you can now message a high school teacher and message mom so he can deliver it. Whatever it takes to get to it. And that's, you know what you want. Like I said, it may be a shot in the dark, but you know you have a goal at it. And what that goal is, say you want Wiz Khalifa on this show. Find his high school teacher to message his mom that maybe when he got in trouble in high school, it could mess. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's ways yeah. to run it. Are you going to DM him on Instagram? Maybe not. He might not message back, but he probably gets a million a day from people. His management team? Ah, forget that. Guy's just asking. Maybe you might. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You maybe not, not be able to email him. But whether you find someone that knows someone that knows someone, there's always a way around it. You know what I mean? That's where that's the difference. So, hey, when you want my podcast, you might not be able to just DM him on Instagram, but you might be able to find out. His high school teacher and his high school teacher that knows someone that knows someone that can get a contact that may, you know what I mean, to where oh, yeah. that's a whole different aspect. You know what I mean? That's sometimes what it takes to be successful in every part of the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, any aspect of anything you do. You I know, know I don't. I, mean? I didn't really want Wiz Khalifa on here until now, bro. Yeah. You know, I'm like, yo. <laughs> that would be pretty dope, yeah. huh? So Wiz Khalifa, get on here. <laughs> but no, yeah, I can say anything like that, though. That's where, like I said, a lot of people are, it takes more than just. Than normally starting a podcast and whatever, starting a shoe store. And like I said, honestly, the thing is a lot of people too, shoe stores. Selling the shoes is easy. People might say that getting the inventory, hmm. getting what we have is the hardest part. When we get the stuff, selling the shoes, selling the store, that's easy. But getting the inventory, anybody else that knows, like I said, it's hard. It is not easy. It's not something that's the hardest part. Is like I said, if we're selling shoes, you gotta realize the store may look full or store may oh they have shoes, they have clothes. You know how much crap we sold at that store? But it always looks full. That stuff we can't just pop it and vanish it out of midair. That's not a wholesale. It's not like we can go online and say, Hey, order fifty more pairs of this. Heck no. Every single shoe in that store has a story of how we got it, when we got it, what we got it for, and what it took for us to get it. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. Every single thing. That's why that whole that thing, that whole game is hustling. You know, every single piece, every single piece of inventory, shoe, everything in that store has a story. You can pick it up and we can tell you where it came from, what it took us to get it. You know what I mean? And that's like I said, with that store, it's not selling stuff, that's hard. That brings the people. We have a good, like I said, good support out here. Everybody out here, SoCo fan, they're dope. Love it. A lot of people love it. Getting the inventory is what's hard. Mm-hmm. It's honestly hard. It's not easy. Like, oh yeah, you may see shoes in there all the time. You know, we take to get those shoes, and you ain't finding them just in public on the street. Or you can't order them online because if you could order them online, then it wouldn't be what they are. But every shoe on there is not just oh yeah. Well, we can type in a word and order it and order fifty. <laughs> no, that yeah. shoe it's a hassle, hustle to get mm-hmm. that stuff. What's uh? What's one of the more rare items or hardest hardest find you have? Uh, 
that we've had through. We've had some what we have. We had some stuff in the store. We also have stuff that we don't want to have in the store, whatever. But we've had pretty much. There's not really many. I can't really name many shoes that we have or had through the store. I mean, many shoes that we haven't had or had through the store. Oh, okay. I mean, the hardest ones, of course, are like the. I would say, typically, I know what's going on right now, but like the Travis Scott collabs. Those are hard to get. Those aren't just necessary. So that's just releasing at finish line. You might get lucky and get them. Travis Scott collabs are hard. A lot of the off-white stuff, like the dunks. Dunks weren't as hard, but like the off-white um, UNC ones, like I have those personally. Like the off-white stuff, a lot of his collabs with that he does with Jordans and stuff, those are harder to get. But we have a lot of those. Like We've had pretty much all those run through the store. Um, but pretty much anything with those type of collabs, like Travis Scott, off-white um we've had some og shoes like band ones and all like that stuff that's did like those are more like the supreme dunks and stuff you can just if i told you go find supreme dunks right now you're like okay let me i guess go look on the internet maybe look on marketplace or something still might not be able to find them we've had those in the store but that's not just something that's easy to get like realistic like for example like you know like mochas unc one i mean yeah um yeah the university ones unc ones the mochas the hyper royals that's those are hard to get. Those aren't just those are expensive shoe, four to five hundred dollar pair of shoes. You don't just they only cost one seventy to get mm-hmm. off of retail. You know what I mean? But getting those shoes is hard. You can't. I can't just right now. I couldn't just. I mean, we know people, of course, we have plugs or not. But to where it's like, oh, we can just order this shoe. Or finding that shoe is even hard because even when you go to the conventions, people know what it's worth. It's hard to get. Imagine that you have a microphone. This microphone worth five hundred bucks. Somehow, some way. And you take it to say a microphone convention, you know your microphone's worth five hundred bucks. You might take four fifty, but are you gonna take two hundred for it? And when they start selling it, it's a limited quantity, you can't just go to a store and get it and you got it on a drop there, it costs one seventy to get. That's the game that's hard. Mm-hmm. We're able to talk and get our way into it. We're able to now buy this microphone to twenty to for two twenty to two forty to where we can sell it for five, four fifty. But that game of getting you to sell me this microphone for two twenty two forty, is a hustle. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Whether I'm adding this in, taking this out, it's all a hustle. You know what I mean. And that's where, like I said, that hustle stuff comes into everything. Like I said, people know what that's worth. Getting it is the hardest part. You know what I mean. Wow. But yeah, yeah, that's where I'm saying like that stuff. That stuff's hard to get. Like the mochas, UNCs. Can you now imagine how hard it is to get to the off whites, the Travis Scotts, and stuff like that? That stuff is really hard to get. So we've had quite a bit. We have that stuff. We have a lot through the store. Um, like, But all, like I said, probably like the Travis Scott drops and a lot of the off-white collab drops, those are probably the hardest ones to get. But we usually typically get just about everything through mm-hmm. that store. With so. uh, all the commotion about Travis Scott's or whatever, have have you seen the prices or interest go up or down? Uh, I haven't necessarily paid much attention to as far as the prices. Um, it's hard, obviously, topic for a lot of people. Um but necessary as far as prices, I haven't really seen at least much of a difference if there is. But I haven't really paid much attention to it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I haven't really paid much attention to it. To honestly, to be completely honest, I guess we can look and see real quick. Yeah, see, hell yeah. Let's see. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. You have? Do you have any of the uh, Travis Scott Reese's Reese's Puffs? The yeah, we have yeah. So we have some of those. There's a bunch of dope ones. People don't realize we have like the Cos one. We have the Travis Scott ones. We have like. I mean, all the Wheaties of Michael Jordan, LeBron, all those. We mm-hmm. have all the, but those are, those cereal boxes are dope. Oh, yeah. not, people buy those boxes for 10, 15 bucks, buy them for two, three bucks. We oh, sell yeah. plenty of cereal boxes in that store for that price. Oh, uh, yeah. But let me look. Let's see if these Travis Scott's have actually went down or not. 
let's see. We'll go Travis. Scott right here. Boom. What app are you using? StockX. StockX. So StockX kind of like, uh, not necessarily the biggest fan of them, but that's like a very well-known. Anytime someone comes in, 90% of the time they compare prices to StockX. Oh. oh, well, this is worth this on StockX. They don't really use, I mean, sometimes they use Goat. Some people, but not Goat? Percent, Goat is another app like StockX. Oh, yeah, so there's Goat and StockX are probably the top two up there that are like, Mm-hmm. Like those type of apps to where people can find prices and compare prices. Yeah. But, oh, actually, someone just actually messed me with Jay's you got for 151. Someone just messed me. It's always business. But, but um, actually, now that I'm seeing right now, like the Travis Scott Lowe's, these ones. Yeah. I know typically about a month ago, they were sitting at like 1400 Last set was 1728 Oh wow! So I don't know if I made them go up, or you know, I would, what think, really... I would think it did go up. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it maybe. Well, definitely. Well, put it this way: well, they went about. They definitely didn't go down. <laughs> put it that way: they definitely didn't go down. So, but a lot of people, like I said, the shoe game or people. When I say typically when these release, they're usually like 170 bucks, right? Check this shoe out. If you were able to get this shoe, that's a fifty-six thousand dollars shoe. Travis Scott, people don't realize like the market. Oh, holy shit. Like right here, last sale was $56,000. Speaking of how my brother's calling me, let's see. Hello! Um, I'm on the mic, dude. You're still there? Yeah, you're live right now. What about all the people that came to play basketball? Yeah, I told them 830. We also do a thing on basketball. So if you guys ever want to come play basketball. Go play basketball with these basketball. so guys. I'll dunk on you, trust me. <laughs> In the but, in the Travis Scott dunk. In the, I'm gonna play tonight. <laughs> exactly. But uh Clarence, we're finishing this up. Alright. Alright. You got anything to say to the people? Man, it is what it is, man. It is. <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> Alright, bye. Tell you what. Hell yeah. But yeah, there's like the market and like I said, even the older generation, that's also another thing about like as far as the store and the aspect of like how they don't understand. So when they have kids want to come and spend five hundred dollars on a pair of shoes, they say these all online, they're retail at 170 bucks. Why are you charging 500? It's a language. It's literally a whole another language that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, whole another culture to where it's hard to explain, and still people are still learning about it. But especially that older generation, mm-hmm. like parents and stuff, they don't know or yeah. understand why their kid or some whatever it is cousin bro are spending 500 plus on some shoes, thousand on a pair of shoes. 300 even two two fifty on a pair of shoes. What? You're gonna spend two hundred dollars. A lot of people don't really rest, especially like I said, we get a lot of kids that come in there. Oh the kids like love that stuff. I want the Travis Scott's. They come in the parent seats fifteen hundred bucks. They're like, Oh no, I don't know what you're looking at, kid, but that is not it. And it's yeah. it, it's definitely it's hard to like get people that like the older generation, they don't really a lot of people or they'll ask, like, wait, so what like what do you just sell shoes? And it's like, yeah, so clothing. I just say like a shoe clothing store or whatever. But it's not necessarily just selling shoes, you know what I mean? There's a culture behind it. There's a lot more behind it. It's not just like a Walmart where we're selling Hanes t-shirts and we're selling, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a whole different game. It's a eat or be eaten world. It's a lot of sharks. And there's so much. Like I said, you buy shoes, for example. Put it in perspective. You have, say, like I said, the Travis Scotts. You buy them for 170 Resell on those right now, 1700 bucks. You tell me your ROI on that. Times 10. Mm-hmm. Return of investments t- times 10. 
Usually people shoot for, my grandpa always told me shoot for 40, 30 to 40% investment, ROI. So if I invest 50K, 30% of our 40% ROI, or say I invest 100K, easy numbers, 40% of ROI, get 40 back. Mm-hmm. So now I'm sitting on 140. There's some of these shoes and stuff like that to where, like I said, in this market, it's endless. You know what I mean? To where, say I invested 10K, that 10K is now turned into 100K. Say I bought 10K, $10,000 worth of Travis Scott's at retail. And I sold all of them. And you're, my investment, I mean, it's times 10. Bought them for 170 now they're selling for 1700 That 10000 is now turning to $100,000 in the span of two weeks. Because I could sell all those right now to StockX and those are gone. Oh, wow. People don't risk a lot of the older generation. People running bots. People doing stuff like that. Running bots? Like bots. So bots is, oh, so that's the only thing in the secret game. Messes up, honestly, but kind of got to do it sometimes. Bots is pretty much like where you run different servers and whatnot to say, because a lot of these shoes are dropped on releases. You know what I mean? You can't necessarily, you can't really, it's like they're all dropped on like raffles. Well, the thing is, is you can only enter once, but you have bots that enter hundreds of times to where you can win more. You know what I mean? To where like, so you might have one issue. I saw a lot of people like sneakers, they hate it or wherever to where like, say, it's dropping, the Travis Scott's dropping. When you have bots running, you have thousands, hundreds, whatever amount of like servers running for those shoes. So now you might, instead of me entering once and I'm probably not going to hit that shoe, people weren't in bots, they might have got 10 pair. You know what I mean? Those are when that gets a whole different part of the game that's, mm-hmm. you got to kind of, you got to be able to, to compete. You got to know about that stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a lot of bots in there. And like I said, those bots, like I said, can make you a lot of money. Say you do score. That many shoes, I spent $10,000 worth of inventory on Travis Scott's. That's turned into 100K like that. I could do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At point, that's where that game, to put that in perspective, it might kind of dummies it down to where people may understand. Like, okay, you see on StockX, so they're selling for $1,700. They cost $170. Invest $10K worth. So you're able to even think is you got to be able to be able to get that much and be able to invest that much into them. But say you were to be able to invest that much. That's no matter what gonna times ten mm-hmm. gonna turn from ten thousand to hundred thousand in the span of a week. You can sell them all, gone. You know what I mean? So that game, there's like I said, that that market of like this hypeware and stuff. There's no limit. To be Hell yeah, yeah. At all. That's really nice. You know, I, I can't think of another industry that is is working exactly like the hype industry. Cause yeah. What other product does that, you know? Not a lot. Like I said, even like, for example, like the weed industry, very good industry, but still has that market to where, say, I don't know, I've never actually smoked weed. Maybe surprisingly, you guys never smoked or drank in my life. But I know weed, say like, what is it called? An eighth or something. Eighth, it costs this much. Typically, it follows the market of whatever it is. Well, the thing is, it'll follow the market to say you make this much money off that. Well, with shoes, no matter what, off an eighth, you're not going to, you know, off one eighth, you might be able to get, say, if it's, better weed or whatever you might i don't know how much does the eighth typically sell for i'm gonna say an eighth typically goes for 25 dollars. 25 dollars. all right that's average mm-hmm. is there more expensive weeds that yeah you know like, there's the there's a cookie store right down the street how from much here? are the eighth there 55 dollars. 55 dollars, right so now at 25 50 that's probably some of the best weed huh to wear like most expensive weed oh, yeah. well imagine now there's a some type of nug that that eighth instead of costing 25 to 50 bucks costs a thousand bucks Oh, yeah, I'm sure it's out there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. you're going to want that. You as a dispenser, you're going to want that because, you know, that's the most market. And imagine that eighth still costs you the same amount of money that it costs you to buy that $25 eighth. Mm-hmm. And it costs you, say, as I'm a company, say it costs me $10 to buy that eighth, sell, resell for 25 numbers. I don't know what it is. 
Imagine if you could buy, still buy an eight for $10 and resell it for a thousand bucks. You're going to want that eight that you can buy for $10 and resell for a thousand. Same thing in that shoe world. Like I said, I don't know if there's really, I'm sure there's stuff out there, but there's not a lot. In the shoe world, there's all kinds of shoes like that. There's shoes that I showed you worth $50,000. To where those shoes, they all sell at retail. They'll never change. That retail price is it. The Travis Scott ones are at retail 170. Those are going worth 1700. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants those Travis Scotts, but getting them, that's what I said, that game, it's hard. And of course, everybody would want those Travis Scotts to resell. Can you make that much money off them? Psh, sign me up 10 times over. Mm-hmm. But getting those shoes are hard. You know what I mean? So that market, like this whole industry of the shoe game, like I said, there's no sky's the limit with it. And like I said, there's not a lot of industries like that. You know what I mean? That you can do something like that. And it's a dope industry. You know what I mean? Those shoes, when someone wears a pair of Travis Scotts or something like that, they feel dope. Like I like like the ones I have on right now. Love it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They're my favorite shoe. Well, one of them. My off-white UNCs are probably my favorite shoe, to be honest. The pair that I have. But um, it's a dope shoe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I love them. I like to wear them. I feel good when I wear them. So the thing is, when someone does buy that, it's so dope seeing that someone that may have, like, they've been looking for that shoe ever. That you finally able to get them that shoe. They get that shoe and they wear it. Psh, it's the best feeling. Like, you put that shoe on. And no matter whatever that cost is, it's a good feeling. Like, man, I got this shoe. This is my shoe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm feels good there's yeah. nothing like it so you're wearing like, a piece of history or, yeah exactly or, history or whatever like whatever it is whatever, whatever way you want to look at it yeah something like i said but something you like you know what i mean some people spend millions of dollars on cars some people like shoes so that's where it's like yeah you know what i mean but yeah like i said the aspect as far as parents too though introducing that part to them yeah, no. it's, I, it's <laughs> at that point it's kind of a long con just let them they're not ever gonna figure it out they're yeah. not gonna understand what the heck you're doing this and that a lot of the parents, they don't understand. It's just the newer generation stuff, so mm-hmm. you old people can just leave. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There's a lot, actually, there's a lot of people out here, you don't know, that are older, and they have really crazy shoe collections. Oh, also, yeah. then again, Jordan back in the day was the hottest thing walking. You know what I mean? Jordan was huge. Jordan is still huge. He's even bigger now, but thing is, there's a lot of older heads that do kind of understand. They don't. Now, the market of it, they're like, whoa, they're probably loving it, but some, there's, of course, Jordan fans to where they have those older Jordans, you know what I mean? To where mm-hmm. you have a pair of those 1980s or whatever Jordan ones. When I say those are worth a lot of money, you can dang near retire off a pair of those. Oh, wow. So those are where, like I said, the market of it is insane now. But even, like I said, there's, of course, older people that have crazy shoe collection. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people you realize, too, even that, like, we're at, they come in and you're like, wait, are you, you sure you're not, you're supposed to be at the cheese shop down there and not here? That, oh, no, I'm here. This one, I came for this. Oh, yeah, I have this shoe that, and you're like, wait, what? What? You like shoes? And it's literally people that you would never imagine. You really? They walk in, you're like, oh, I think you confused us for the cheese shop. No, no. they come <laughs> the in shop. with stuff that's like, you like shoes? Mm-hmm. You have that shoe to where it's like, you would, it blow your mind, the amount of sneakerheads we have out here. People you would never imagine either. Like I said, that's dope, too. Here in Pueblo, you wouldn't know that, didn't know that. No, yeah, I would have never guessed. Exactly. Wow. We'd see, I mean, there's so many people, I mean, all ages really come all over. I yeah. mean, we have old people, younger people, whatever. There's a guy that came the other day, we had the Supreme Dunks in there. I mean, I wish I was that kid, but bought his kid a thousand, well, it was 1200 bucks, I believe, for the Supreme Dunks. Bought him for Christmas for him. Oh, wow. It was a dad. I mean, he, understand the, he understood the game, obviously, like of what the shoes are and whatnot. A lot of parents don't, but even at that, spending twelve hundred dollars on your kid for his, uh, I mean, for Christmas. He's gonna, yeah, he's gonna grow out of them. And yeah, exactly. Years. Then what are you gonna do? You yeah. have that. That's what I was saying. That's I mean, it's gonna be dope. But there's some people that do know. Like I said, 
there was a guy that I would have never imagined too coming in and buying that shoe, especially for his son. Mm-hmm. It was a twelve hundred dollars pair of shoes for some dunks. Bought them for his um, for Christmas. Hopefully, I didn't ruin his Christmas present. It's not <laughs> Christmas yet, but he probably won't watch this. <laughs> but Hopefully. yeah, so <clears throat> wow, man. Yeah. yeah, that's you know this is a one of the more inspirational conversations I had, man. Thank you so much for coming. I appreciate that. Really, thank you. Like I said, it's dope. Like we're doing, like I mean, like oh, gosh, I like what you're doing. I really appreciate you for having me on here. Sucked that my brother couldn't have been here because he would have been able. Like we're dang near, we're two minds in one. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not you were dang near, dang near the same people in one person. He would have been dang near saying the same stuff that I'm saying. But like I said, right. I appreciate that as well as for having us on here. Um, yeah, just a lot of people. I just want to see everybody eat. Like everybody eat. Everybody do something because my biggest thing that I hate is people that want to and see that and they want to do it they're just scared to do it and i was one of those people but just me myself i did it you can do it you know what i mean and there's one thing too there's no shortcuts mm-hmm. you're gonna i've tried to take shortcuts and blah 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 <laughs> but same thing you're driving somewhere you try to take a shortcut ends up at a dead end you gotta turn around anyways end up going the right way mm-hmm. no shortcuts just work hard get through it and like i said there's so many people out there that want to do it or are scared to take that step to where even maybe after hearing this or just maybe a little bit more push to it to kick it up a notch. Let me grind it a little bit harder. Maybe I wanted to buy this thing, but I might have been scared because I, but you want to buy that better piece of equipment? Do it. What is it going to stop you? It's mm-hmm. not stopping anything. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the, you want something? Do it. You know what your dream is. You know what your vision is. Shoot for it. Eventually, you're going to hit that target. Maybe not be now. May not be in a year. But eventually, by time you're sooner than later, when you're shooting to the dark, you're gonna hit that target eventually. Mm-hmm. And when you do, you're gonna miss a lot. But when you finally hit that target, now what? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But if you're not shooting no arrows at that target, you're never gonna hit it. You're never gonna give your chance to hit it. You're not gonna give yourself a chance to hit that target. A waste of time. Shoot those arrows. It's gonna suck. Some of those arrows are gonna be heavier than the others. But when you finally do hit that target, like my grandpa would say, the fat lady is going to sing, and it's <laughs> rolling from there. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Shoot those arrows. You never know which one's going to be the one that hits. Exactly. Hell yeah. All right, bro. Exactly. You want to plug yourself and your store one more time? Yep. So like I said, Josiah Williams, you guys got to come check us out. We're off 5th Street, 517 West 5th Street, Suite 110 here in Pueblo, Colorado. One of the first hype sneaker stores down here, dude. Come check us out. Like I said, we can hook you guys up. We got all the dope shoes, shirts, hypewear, whatever you want. We can get for you or we already have. So come down, check us out. SoCo Dripco. And like I said, shout out to all of our like family that we, like I said, we consider you guys family, our fans and whatnot, and customers that come into our store. We appreciate you guys because without you guys, there's obviously none of us. And that's what we're here for, dude. It's dope what we got here. And let's keep it rolling. Come down to SoCo. Yep. Hell yeah. So. All right, guys. This has been Street Champs. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, last shout out Rocky Mountain Blaze. All right, guys, like, comment, subscribe. Peace. Out of here. See you guys.